Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the BDP cast. I'm your host, Dave, and on this episode, I have a certain lady with me who has been mentioned several times in the last couple episodes. Um, so I thought, uh, well, you've actually been mentioned since, because, well, the la- last couple of episodes I've done, there was, a, there was a whole break, you see. I did the first nine episodes on this um in the year I started the year twenty eighteen. Uh no, actually was it twenty seventeen? Yeah. Started twenty seventeen and then the last episode I put up was March two thousand and eighteen. But you were mentioning those previous previous episodes too. And but you were mentioning that in the last couple of episodes as well. Episode eleven, ten, eleven, twelve and now. We have my girlfriend Mrs. Shelley Kenna. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you very much. So yeah, I Thanks thought it was for having me. Yeah, of course, anytime. So yeah, I thought it was only right, only fair to actually get you on because you have been mentioned a couple of times in the podcast. So I was like, we'll get you on for a little for a little chit chat. Let everybody know what my voice sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Let everyone know that you're real. I'm you're not. Here. You're not a figment of my imagination. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Much to uh, everyone's uh, belief that I do not, I know. <laughs> so yeah, no, um, got you on just for a bit of. Ch- I've yeah, been very prolific with the podcast. Yeah, you've been doing really well. This is the fourth podcast in the space. Like I've, I've done in a podcast every a day. Oh, well, I've done a podcast every day, from doing episode ten with my bro, with the football, and again and again with Michael. Um, I'm I, I put them up on the BDP cast, but I'm kind of half thinking about like doing. Special, well, yeah, d- d- separate podcast for them. I reckon you should, I because you're talking about two completely different topics. You're going from well, the football one. I'm definitely, I'm definitely yeah. doing a separate one for that. Yeah, uh, and I, w- I think you should stick with that name. I know you just had it like you named the episode. What was it? The Red Devil and the Turncoat. I really like that. I think that should just be the name of the podcast. Yeah, I know Mark has said that too, but I was like, I don't want him to be like known as the turncoat either because, you know, he did it when he was eight. He uh, it does irk I know, him, but it can and he's so into Chelsea now. Like he is, like even I'm like I am like an United fan, and I am passionate about him. But he takes his love and his passion to like another level. Like he's a proper proper. So, and he's ex- and he supported them, and he's been so many games. Like I've only been to one United game. Um. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I've only recently, you know, got I've got lucky enough to get into. Uh, I got a promotion where I've been lucky that I'm just financially that I, c- I could probably now start going to games more. Before, honestly, it was it was no. I just couldn't go into college and trying to get a degree and yeah. Where Mark also was. Who wants to go and watch Man United? <laughs> so for the people that don't <laughs> know. I actually might have. I think I know I did. I mentioned the football podcast about you and yeah. your dad actually at one point. Um, you're a Liverpool fan. <laughs> when I think about it, it is. It's shocking because I'm surrounded by Liverpool. I yeah. am, and I get the, the, the such right a hard time. But sure. You're just a glory hunter, man. You're just jumping on the bandwagon. I was born into supporting this team. I'm not gonna lie, but over the last couple of years. Like, when I was younger and, like, I was in my early teens, yeah, I wasn't really into football all that because much. Because they I were shit. Not because, because of that, Liverpool though. were shit for a long time, and now they've really come into their stride. But remember, I was a young teenage girl, 
So what were my interests? Going out into town, meeting the girls, meeting the boys. Okay, that was where I was kind of in my early teenage years. And then I met you. You were really into football. Like my ex wasn't into football at all. He didn't support anything. Um, so, yeah, when I started going out with you and you were like full into Manchester United, I learned a lot more. I was also starting my sports course. So like a lot of other people on my course, they were all kind of watching all the football games and all that kind of thing. It was the topic of conversation. And I really needed to start paying a bit more attention, which I did. And it just so happened that Liverpool was starting to get good at that stage as well. And it was just lucky. I don't know. Mm, yeah, well, Kl- was Klopp already with Liverpool when you met me? He was. So you could, you well, it did take him like a couple of seasons, but you could, you but you could see at that stage when Klopp came in, even like the players he had. But you could see he had a philosophy and his style. Even though he didn't have players that suited that style, he ins- he still did it. And I he did lose games. and He did, like he did, but he did give the promise when he joined the team that he was going to make us great again. He said he'd win you the league in four. He did it in five. Fair. I but yeah, no, no. But, but, but From what it we was were, your first title in 30 years. That meant an awful lot. But and just... God, even just watching that game, it was so disappointing to have to watch it at home. I literally like th- imagine the atmosphere being in a pub for that. Yeah, but even in the stadium, this is what I said. Oh this 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 God. is what me and Mark me and Mark um, were talking about. It was like it was bittersweet for other fans because it was an empty stadium. It was like no fucking fans there. <laughs> so it was a bit like it was bittersweet. It was bittersweet. It was. It still was kind of made special though. But fans gathered outside yeah. the stadium. There was the firework um, display, all that kind of stuff. Like it was going off before the match had even ended. Um, but it was just, I don't know. I think it would have been a hell of a lot nicer but to have fellow supporters, fellow mm. fans around and all sharing that. It was a very special moment and a special win for us. Definitely. Uh, but as Mark um, Mark said, and he argued the point that it, it, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to the fans. It, did, it didn't matter. It was... And it, I can, yeah, it didn't because it was. Your, it didn't matter. It was your first title in thirty years. It, it's it was the first the time for me to experience it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And for a lot of for mm-hmm. a lot of Liverpool fans, it was the first time for them to experience winning the Premier League. Um, you know, even even Paul and Keith had never in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. If you were you all know? in our twenties, like it's been thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years. Like, I, I remember ringing my dad. I was screaming down the phone. I was like, yes, yes, yes. He was like, yeah, I've seen this before. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, he was excited. He was happy. Like, you can tell he's a, re- uh, he's a reserved man anyway. But I think it just it meant a little bit more to me than it did to him at that time. What, what When they won it there... Yeah, just there because obviously I'm 24. I've never seen it, but mm. my dad, he's yeah, like he's been through the good times, then the bad for yeah, so long. He's seen the ups, the downs, the whole lot. Yeah, and he he would have seen it when when they were the dominant force when they did play amazing football, and you know, cause, oh, you know the record speaks for themselves. Like 
United only recently overtook them as the most successful club, but I think Liverpool have are already now just they've either I think gone over them or they're equaled um, with United. But you but that was a that was a dominance of United for how many like years and years and years before we caught up to you and actually like knocked as as Alex Ferguson famously said, knocked them off their perch. <laughs> That's what he said when he first came to the club. You know, we need to lock these off their perch. You were the United of that time and and we were the I don't know you could say like what I don't know how can we compare the United when we were up and coming back then and Ferguson took over and took him a couple of took him a couple of years to get where he got them, here we're going into football now, man. It's like another football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, because I know a lot. Of some listeners wouldn't have a clue or care, but uh, but that was the whole like the joke that Shelley, or the little dig she had, is just like clear that you know United and Liverpool are. You know, I was just chatting there. You know, Ferguson says knock them off the perch. Um, massive rivals, but they are from the same area mm-hmm. too. Um, and as I, s- I did say to Mark, it's like. We're still rivals, but it's not the same because we're no, we're, we're not, we're nowhere near on the, uh, as in on the terms in terms of the pitch, in terms of the way we're run. Same with Chelsea, the way Chelsea are run. Um, but I can, I can, I can say that Chelsea are more rivals in the sense of like on the pitch. Um, like I said, it's like a lot of people will argue that really because United Liverpool are the massive rivals. But I mean. With Chelsea, the similarities. Where Man United compared to Chelsea right here, right now, like fair enough that that point would have been made a couple of years ago when Liverpool and yeah we have like all our previous history behind us, but here's Chelsea. They are knocking. Let's see their transfer window. Yeah, Mark. You know, Ma- like Ma- they're, Mark, Mark they're on the way up. Mark will, but no, no, no. Mark will argue the fact that they were always in and around knocking, but even back then, because uh, he he made the point to me, and I was really taken aback that he said um, Ranieri. I do remember Ranieri as Chelsea manager, but they finished second the season he got sacked. I I I was what? So what? Couldn't believe they finished second. And he said he and he, he got sacked for Mourinho. But that's when it really when Mourinho came in, he he transformed that club, like he really did. Um, yeah, but like that's a whole other topic we're getting into. Mm. Th- that that that's a, like I'm gonna say podcast for Mark and stuff. Um, but no, like I said, it was just that dig. Kind of had to clarify where all that came from. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's a Liverpool supporter, dirty bitch. I did not know that about her when I when I met her though. That only came out later, yeah, much later on. We probably uh, wouldn't be here where we are now, would uh, we? No, no, I'm not that. No, I'm not like that. Imagine though, probably would be people. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Imagine that wouldn't like they find out you support like the rival team, and they're like, "Nope, that's it, deal breaker." But, like you said, you're from England, right? So you said football is a religion over there. So well, it's, uh, well, compared it's to here, like yeah, we'll get on with it. We can see past everything. Well, um, like looking at it from the old point of view, you could say that uh, you know GAA is a religion here for a lot of people, and it is, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the national sport. It's their sport. Similar football, you know, football's a British but that's sport. That's mainly in the Gaelic-speaking counties. Ah, uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I would not say that one mm. bit. Look at look at Dublin. You have because uh, they are and they're they're a fantastic team. But you have absolute mad fucking dub heads that eat, live, breathe Dublin. G-A-A-A. I just can't do Gaelic at all. It drives me bonkers. It doesn't drive me bonkers. Um, I appreciate it far more after watching a documentary, which was on um, RTE. Uh, it was about well, it was more sp- it was more around um, g- uh, the hurling 
I thought it was, br- it, was a br- it was a three part documentary. Kind of fucking the name escapes me now. Um, it was it was just the history of hurling, but it got into the whole culture of the GAA and what it means to people, and you can see why. And it just re- it, it did make me appreciate GAA because uh, I never I never grew up with it, mm-hmm. never had it in school. Um, it's a very difficult sport to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's yeah. When it's I was in college, I joined the Camogie team, the female hurley. Oh, you're on about hurling to play? Oh, well, hur- like Gaelic hurling in general, is such, it's like Gaelic such football, a skill Gaelic game. Gaelic hurling, do you know, it's an Irish sport. Both of them are difficult, no matter which. Like Hurling more so. Aww. The skill acquired for hurling. Ladies and gentlemen, because I know there is, um, there will be some American listeners and uh, listeners from other countries uh, because, you know, through this app Anchor, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's handy. But uh, you w- there will be lots of different uh, listeners. Um... I advise you to look up if you haven't heard of it, hurling. Just just YouTube, hurling GAA or hurling uh, Ireland, and you think will of s- ice hockey except on a pitch with a couple of different rules. Mixed with rugby, it, yeah, it's, it's just because it, it's a rough full, enough sport. Full contact is just. Uh, it's the f- it's actually the fastest field sport in the world. Hurling, it actually is. Um, so it's pay- play with what you call a slither. Um, it's August, like, come on. Uh, a what? A come on, is your stick? Oh, it's the stick. So the yeah. sister is the ball. It's like a hard kind of ball. Um, it is quite a heavy hard ball actually. Yeah, it's full but of you, sand, I think. yeah, you wouldn't think the way they they pass it and hit it with the stick and with the with the hands and all the rest of it that it would be that fucking heavy. But mm-hmm. oh man, it is. But it's such a skilled game. And um, d- d- listeners, if you haven't seen it, it did kind of make a bit of a thing. Uh, it was coming because uh, because uh, they got a deal. The uh, GEA got a deal with Sky Sports. English and of Sky Sports to be all over the place mm. um, to show the GAA to show the hurling and the, the Gaelic and I remember those th- I think that deal only lasted a, a year or two I don't think I don't think the deal is still there with the GAA and Sky Sports but there was a time where it was trending like fuck on Twitter with the, with the, with the American people going what is this sport like crazy like couldn't get over hurling and how just mad and fantastic it was and just so entertaining and so thrilling to watch um i remember that now and yeah it's just especially that watching the hurling documentary because i i did like hurling i i you know do understand it's a very skillful but just watching that documentary made me really appreciate have you ever played it yourself um not an actual game i've just like played about myself and mm. mark like we did it like back when we were teenagers like just about in the in the, in the garden. back garden and stuff yeah. and just messing about um but no never played it like you do you know. remember when i was in college and i joined the seven aside camogie team it was yeah. a girl that i was so camogie camogie is uh female the hurling. female 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 version of hurling it's just yeah. m- female players i don't understand why they can't call it hurling it's irish yeah. Well, is there different rules for camogie compared to the boys hurling? To be perfectly honest with you, I d- I hadn't a clue what I was doing when I was playing. I joined to be moral support for a friend that was on my course, and she had actually got she had loads of experience playing. Her father was a coach and everything. Um. So yeah, I just decided to try something new. Went into it. We did a seven aside blitz, so we travelled. I think it was like four hours. And we spent, I think it was eight hours playing constant back-to-back games of hurling. Um, one of them in particular I will never, ever forget. Our goalkeeper got injured 
and sent off. I was playing forward. Um, and it was a very, very fast-paced game, as you said. Uh, I crushed my fingers. I had to come off onto the sideline for, I think it was like two minutes. I kind of did my wrist rotations. It was all fine. I went back out. That's when the goalkeeper got injured. So I had to go into goals, and another girl had to come on to replace me. I was given the bigger come on, the bigger goalie stick, as people would kind of refer to it in the English-speaking language. Um, some girl, she was playing for County. Uh, she was coming up with a uh, slither, and Jesus Christ, she gave that the hardest belt in the world. Ball was coming at me. I wanted to step out of the way of it, to be perfectly honest with you, but I went to defend it or went to save it and didn't it hit me right in the thigh do you remember the size of the bruise yeah man yeah i do actually now you say it was fucking oh ridiculous but God. you bruise really I easily i do but you could see the imprint and everything off the ball like it my whole inner thigh it's full up i was in agony i came home and i just went straight to bed i saw my leg it was a tight tight game i don't think i actually played after that, I played for two or three weeks afterwards, and then I was just like, nah, too many injuries, not worth it. Mm. Not not if you're just going for moral support, not for the love no, of the game or playing no. the actual thing. I like had no real interest in it. No. Compared to the girls that were on the pitch yeah. and had grown up, mm, lived, breathed, breathed eat, yeah. yeah. camogie. Yeah. Sport, sport's a massive passion for a lot of people. Sport was a passion for you, too. And funny enough, you were only kind of, well, not to sport, but like fitness and you've only kind of got back into it. You kind of fell out of love with it for a while and only recently have kind of found your love for it again, haven't you? Um, I yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah, you can, you can, you can, you can chat about Take that there. Away. Um, so yeah, no, I studied sports coaching and performance in Letterkenny Institute of Technology. Um, I tried f over and over and over again to do the course. I just didn't like it. It didn't suit me. The lecturers didn't really like me all that much either. Um, I just, I, I wasn't Gaelic orientated. Yeah, but like you were sold. Well, not sold, but from what you read and researched about that course was, you know, and how it was presented. Yeah, I was, was not told, the I was reality when you, when you went to the, the college and did so the course. Basically what I started off, wanting to do was I wanted to be a PE teacher and then during the summer months or whenever I had my holiday months fill that time up with personal training and that would be a bit of extra money on the side for me to save up go travel do whatever I wanted to do and I thought it would be enjoyable because I always wanted to help people um, in any kind of way and I found my love for like sports and I thought hey who can fa fail PE <laughs> Turns out I could. Um, fail PE? <laughs> you didn't fail PE. Well, no, I didn't fail PE, but like when I went into college, uh, I didn't realize how much science that would be behind the sport and mm. how much biology, anatomy, physiology, all that kind of stuff really, really does take part. Yeah. Um, so I struggled for a while. It was hard to make a couple of friends for a while, all that kind of stuff. But I got back into it. Um, then lockdown happened. Oh, and yeah. The lockdown. I was just gonna say though, w w going back to your your course, because you know we lived together at the time. 
So, you know, I would have seen you, you know, going through all this. There was a lot of different factors there that played the role in, you know. Me falling out of love. Yeah. Well, just the the course in general you didn't like. And then you mentioned then about people in the class. And there was was a lot of bad, uh, you know. No offense to any women listeners, but you know yourselves. Like, you get a group of women that can be awful fucking It was very, what I can say is it was very clicky. Um, I'm a girl who I don't usually get along with a lot of girls because I don't like the drama that follows. And I know as a female, every every girl does say that, like women bring trouble. Like it's just bitchy, blah, blah, blah. I have grown up always having friends that were guys because guys are like they're straight up. They're to the point. If something's on your mind, you say it, you get it off your chest and then boom, move on. Do you know? It's different when it's girls. It's all talking behind your back and all that kind of stuff, Being and it just drives nice to me. Your face yeah, and it dri- drives me insane. So there was a bit of clickiness. If it was a little bit hard to get into into groups, I suppose. But I did have. I'm not gonna diss anybody. Like I had a couple of good good friends, but they had dropped out, or they had moved on and done something else. Do you know? Yeah. Um, so I took my time out, I went down home, I worked, and then I came back up and I said, hey, I'm going to try again. And I tried again. The lectures just, some of them now, compared to when I first did the course, they were so, so lovely to me. They checked up, like, I, I was going through a rough time at the very beginning, that's why I dropped out. Um, mentally, I was just not in the state of mind where I could have studied. Um... So when I came back, they were all checking up on me and making sure everything was okay. But one in particular, just she she was not nice to me. And I just, I couldn't get up in the morning to bring myself into her lecture because I just didn't feel comfortable in it. I'd rather read the lecture at home and learn it that way. Fuck's sake. It's mad though how, how much a lecture can impact your learning or your study or, you know, it, it really, and especially if, they like or because it happens i know lecturers are and teachers aren't meant to take like not so much favorites but they're they they do find or they get on better with say once they think themselves and maybe you know more into the course or they find them as a good student or i'll good give learner. you a good example this lecturer that did not like me i'm not going to say her name but a lot of the girls that were in the course they played for the gaelic um, the Donegal Gaelic team. See that there. What is as with that? As soon as she found out, okay, you're playing for a squad, blah, blah, blah. You're you going play to for the county. I love yeah, you. Exactly. But that's the I same mentality you. across I didn't. The and like I, yeah. I grew up, I, I played soccer down home in Sligo. I play. I did athletics. I did long jump. I did relays. I did um, shot put. And I did 400 meter races. That was my love. That's what I enjoyed. And um, what I really enjoyed most out of all fitness was going to the gym. That's where my enjoyment for exercise comes, is the gym, the atmosphere, the music, the energy, the friends that you can make. Everybody is there for one another and you help each other out. That's what I like about sport. I don't like competition. College is full of competition, man. It is absolutely full of it. 
as in like with the exams, with getting the best, you know, results or your best practical. It just, yeah, it, it it is. You see it in nursing too. What did you get? What did you get? What did you, and it's just like this whole need to know who did better. And I'm the same. Mm. I'm just not. It's just not. As long as I pass. Now, some people like take the attitude or the might might say that that attitude is is wrong. That so as long as I passed, I was happy, and I didn't really go around trying to be the smartest or have or even start comparing my my grades and my results with with others. Um, that's just not the way I am. Some people obviously want to take it to that level. Um, so yeah, it's college. College can be a very um, Doggy, I want to say doggy. Yeah, doggy. It can be doggy dog, um, competitive, um, but also college can be a really fantastic. It is, and it is. It's a fantastic it experience is, and it helps yeah. you grow, meet new people, learn, and um, you know. That's why I went to college. I I was originally gonna start off with going down to Dublin for six months and doing my personal training course down there. That's all I was gonna do. Look, and then I thought, no, I want to get out of my home house. I want to experience the whole college mm. side of life. Yeah. I want to see what it's like to move out of home, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. And I realized I don't like that. I don't like college. I'm not a fourth level education type person. Like, I, yeah, I'll go in and I'll do a course. But if it's going to be marked on all your referencing and all that kind of stuff, and it's going to be tedious and over four years i don't understand four years for like what i was paying was 3600 a year which probably doesn't sound like a lot to some of the listeners well for de- well america man their their college fees i mean they're paying it back for nearly all their life oh some yeah of them. It, it makes Ridic- more sense to stay a student ridiculous um but for me, that was a lot because here in Ireland, like people are getting grants and stuff like that. I didn't qualify for the grant, which meant I had to c- try come up with thirty six hundred a year while working, while studying full time, and it was mm. just it was hard. It was, I was challenging. Work- yeah, I was working in a yeah. nightclub at night time, and then I was getting up and I was going to college during the day, mm. and it just didn't work. It was really really tiring. It was bad. Yeah. Um, that probably could have been where my mental health started to. T- deteriorate mm. was because lack of sleep lack of self-love i don't know like it taking the time for myself where i need to like study or just watch a movie go for a walk i wasn't doing that i was either sleeping i was going to college or i was going to work that was me yeah. i was driving to work or i was traveling somewhere to go to work or vice versa do you know so um yeah i could have done the course down in Dublin and I think it it worked out at far less 1500 euro to get my license in just six months where I could have spent my four years paying 3600 to get the exact same degree so like that kind of speaks for yourself but I decided I opted for the college experience well like looking well looking back you probably would have you know, if you had to pick again, you probably would, you you probably your you, your gut would say pick the PT, knowing what the shit. Was. But I think you got great experience and you've met so many nice people and made nice friends and 
I don't I, regret a second of it. I've learned. I've become the person I am. You've grown. You've grown as a person as well. Like you know, yeah. um, made me far more aware of my surroundings and who's around me and the way that they're treating other people. Mm. That makes that like if you're a nasty person, get away from me. Just I don't have time for it. Yeah. Simple as. Well, fucking right, man. We're gonna have so so long on this on this well in this reality or on this planet, you know that you don't want to be associating yourself with these negative no, people. No, we're here to help one another. You know that that negative people also I find, especially if you're positive and like I said, I'm going back into like you know on previous podcasts I've talked about vibration, energy, and frequency, but I do think when you're a positive person, a positive energy, a positive vibe. And it comes off and it attracts people to and the negative ones I think feed off of that off of that energy and and like I said, they try and I think what you're getting into here is like karma and dharma. And not so well I not I don't know about karma, but like what dharma is dharma what's dharma? Dharma is good. So karma is whatever you do bad, it's gonna come back to you. Same as dharma, it's the opposite. So you've got the yin and the yang. Oh, I thought karma covered both good no, and bad. No. Good karma, bad karma. No. So dharma represents the good the that good. you do. Yeah. Ah, oh, and the karma represents bad. Yes. Ah, okay. I always I always associate good karma, bad karma. Karma in the one broad term was you know, the good you do will come back on you. The bad you do will come back on you. Or that you know, th- you will attract that that energy, that positive. You know what I mean? I got into it there with the last episode with Mick. Um, such random chats we're having, and just in general, just thinking over the last few episodes, uh, just well, th- there was a couple of the you know, uh, with me and Mick, the, con- the con- oh, I hate saying the word conspiracy, <laughs> alternative, alternative perspectives, news. news. Yeah, that's not the mainstream. That yeah, uh, I just find that stuff absolutely fascinating and so so interesting um because to me it makes it just make it just it just makes sense um it just makes sense to me uh and i just think what we're being told in the mainstream just it it, it just doesn't it, it sounds like lies i think a lot of there's a lot of hidden truths i think there's a lot of information left out mm-hmm. it, it's it's always a, a, a it's bit, a bit of truth. And we've been yeah. groomed from a young, young age. Like mm. we've grown up listening to the the mainstream media. We've been listening to the mainstream news or television, TV, BBC, all that kind of stuff. But that's what they call the the t- they call, what do they call it? Programs, programming. Yeah, well, TV like they programs. Yeah. The pro- yeah. Again, th- uh, this actually, there's one documentary I've never mentioned. Which. Out of shadows. Oh damn! Oh shit, son. <laughs> no, I don't know how that hasn't escaped me. Especially myself and Mick chat, and we went on about Fall of the Cabal, and we went on about um. Oh, there was another documentary we were on about. Oh, there was uh, Mick said about Epstein. Um, out of shadows, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not watched that again, I think that's actually been taken down since. Uh, it's been taken down a lot of times uh, on the YouTube's and stuff, but it keeps getting re- it keeps getting reuploaded. There is an actual website called outofshadows.org and that okay. has the whole I'm pretty sure that has that has the whole clip, the whole um the film up there. Um but yeah, no, it has a BitChute, you can find it on BitChute again, BitChute. BitChute's basically the alternative YouTube. But you yeah, you again, and the information that's in there and the evidence and it's it's okay, what it goes into a lot of stuff, but the guy that it chats about or the guy that is chatting on it um 
is and was a Hollywood insider as in like he was a stuntman and he worked his way up like to be one of the best stuntmen in the game. He done like films on Batman. He done films on Spider-Man. Um, glad like loads of high end like fantastic films that he did like the main stunt work on and uh just it's very interesting documentary it goes into like the hollywood the control the 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 nk ultra the brainwashing the stuff they put in the movies and again backing it up with solid fucking evidence man i mean it's just but i'm i can't believe i fucking forgot about out of shadows not for the faint-hearted though i think that's something that you need to work yourself up to because it does spit a lot of truth bombs. Like it's almost, I was in bed for three days after watching it just because I was so depressed to see how the world is working and what is really going on behind closed doors and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it is a heavy watch. Yeah. Well, uh, it's only an hour. It's one hour long. It's an hour and a bit, yeah. It, um, I, I would say I think Fall of the Cabal is far more... Uh, you have have you watched all Fall of the Cabal? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. Well, if you're saying out of shadows was heavy, I think I think Fall of the Cabal is heavier again. It's heavier again because it 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 really goes into. I think out of shadows like scratches the surface to a point where it does get in. It does get into serious shit, but I think Fall of the Cabal is even more well, um, not more well researched, but it it goes into it a bit more. And there's more parts, and it just it, it, it's just so well, d- I think, I done think and packaged. The more you start watching them, like you're starting to add different pieces of different um, videos, podcasts, or whatever you you're actually using to inform yourself. You're connecting the dots. You're seeing, okay, well, this person left this part out. Do you know it's it's. It's almost ups- upsetting to watch. Like it is for me anyway. It's upsetting. Well, to you're watch. an empathetic. You're an empath. You know, you you are you are someone that can put yourself in someone else's shoes and um, you know, see it from their perspective and how you would feel in that situation. No more than myself. Um, um, I, well, I I I do feel like I'm an empath. Um, sometimes it can be a bit of a curse too, <laughs> being that empathetic yeah. at times. Um. You know, it, but it's a fantastic human trait to have, and I, d- I, and I, I think personally, if you do not have empathy, I don't know if you're really a, a human being. If you know oh what you I mean. Oh, you are. But like. No, no, no. But like, I mean, these people that are, you know, murderers, ki- like clearly they have no empathy. Clearly, which yeah, which does de- I feel. I'm sorry, but I I feel it does dehumanize someone if they don't have empathy. I think empathy is a very important humanistic trait to have but personally. But do you not have empathy for some who are actually like psychologically ill and this illness is what's bringing them to do whatever acts that they're doing? Yeah, well th- yeah some of them do might be ill, like but some of them just lack empathy, Shelley. Yeah, some of them do, but, but some of them cannot help it. Like this is, well, like, I don't know if you're born a killer or if you're, I- if you grow into it or if you you just, maybe it's a fetish. Some people have a fetish over it. Mm. I don't know, but like, I just, I can't, I don't want to brand them all with the one brush because it is an illness for some. Yeah. We should have really kind of got into the start when we were starting this podcast of like what we're going to talk about and where we're going to go because we do have like a few little different topics. 
But um, one of the one of the topics we we're going to chat about was like different movies and films and TV shows that um, we've been watching over the lockdown, especially Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you just said that there about you're not sure if you're born a killer or mind hunter. Yeah. Mind <laughs> hunter was I thought, and it's been cancelled. You know. As it, uh, I don't know. Did I actually finish every episode? I think. Mm, I think you might have. Possibly. Possibly. My if for anyone that doesn't know Mindhunter, it's a fan. It's fantastic. I I thought it was really really interesting, but I do think that a killer isn't necessarily born as such, but they can be made at a young age. But not 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 on purpose. Yeah yeah. But it was always so. Mindhunter focuses on the FBI and this is actually all based on a book and based on true events of how they got into psych- psychological profiling of, of serial killers and murderers um, and and the, the, the coming up with these two um, uh, uh, police or uh, police FBI um, uh, agents and one was like a young fellow up and coming but he was the one that first coined the term serial killer and he was the one that said we need to start looking at uh, at these murderers and interviewing them and getting their perspective, getting their insights, getting ha- just learning ha- about them, how their mind works, how their mind works, and the psychological profiling, and it always was like um, for a lot of the killers, they had a very traumatic experience or upbringing or mother issues or you know some form of maybe abuse. they were brought up in the streets maybe they were in childcare all their lives yeah that 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 i do think shaped them or 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 triggered some sort of yeah what it's and let's very not forget that a lot of those murders were based in america which is mm. such a hard place to grow up in like if you don't have a cent in your pocket you're fucked it can be depending on where you're from and, and do you know your, if you don't have a job yeah you've no source of income here in ireland we're so blessed we have the dole to fall, fall back on which is like a payment we'll get maybe depending on how much expenditure you need to spend a month or a week. The government will suffice and help you through it and help you look for a job, all that kind of stuff. In America, you're on your own. So as kids and you're growing up, say you're in, say you're adopted or say you're fostered and you're not getting on and you're going into different abusive families and stuff like that. Maybe that's rubbing off on them. Maybe that's what's starting to rewire their brains to think, yeah, it's okay to hit a dog. Mm. And after they hit a dog, uh, that's what they say. A lot of serial killers begin by killing animals. And you'll see it in a lot of movies. Maybe it's a bird that will die. Maybe it's a pet, a rabbit or something. A cat. It's always a cat man or a dog. It's brought out into the garden and the kid... What does whatever. Imagine right, like, okay. okay, like just, just, just imagine for a minute, right? You, you, you have a kid, and you catch him or her doing that to an animal, and like you, ha- and like they've been brought up in a in a good environment and loving environment, and you still see your child do that to an animal. What, like, you can't just it. forget about that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but like, how, like, yeah, how do you approach, like? Man, like, oh, I, 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 I'm just thinking of like if I was a parent, if I was a dad, and I seen like my son or my daughter do that to, to like at a young age, you know, hurting or really like or killing or abusing a, a dog or a cat or an animal or, or anybody. 
oh man, I don't know. I just, I would be devastated. I would be just so shocked. I'd be, oh, I'd be sick, man. It's your, you know, your kid doing that. And you're like, what have I, you You probably would start blaming yourself. You would probably start thinking, what have I done? How, how has it got to this point where my son or my child is doing this to an animal when I brought them up to be loving and caring? And I'm thinking of like the worst possible fucking like mm. scenario because, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, if, they're, if, if, you, if you're brought up in a loving, good environment with good parents that love and support you and want nothing but the best for you and, you know, nine times out of ten, you're, you're gonna be, you're gonna grow up de- you're a decent person. Well, again, there's so many factors, though. But not only your, it uh, it doesn't really just depend on your family. I was just gonna say, there's so many factors. Friends, yeah, your friends, exactly. Who you're yeah. hanging out yeah. with, what groups? Do you know you can easily get sucked into the wrong crowd? Do you know, like, and then you can make your bad decisions, and you can keep on making them, keep on making them, or. You can be w- one of the ones that actually keeps their head screwed on, respects people, says please and thank you, do you know, gets on with their lives and helps other people. Mm. Do you know, like, constantly motivating other people instead of putting them down and being in competition. Like I said, I don't like competition. Why put somebody else down when you can literally just help raise them up to where they are meant to be? Yeah. Well, you know, I was just saying, we want about competition. I think... T- Nothing wrong with a bit of competition too. I think competition is healthy too, to a point. I think I I do think it is. Yeah, but excessively. Not saying yeah. that. I says to a point. To a point. I think do think competition can be a healthy. You know, um, it can be good to learn and uh, the feeling of winning something and working towards that achievement and you know beating the best of the best to do that. Do you know what I mean? There is. It kind of g- it gives you the motivation to strive and push yourself yeah. a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad thing no. at all. No, I no, do no, think no. it can get to a point though where it can be. Um, well, that's our opinion. Look, but look. if spite comes into it, that's where it starts to get that little bit more negative. And do you know, like, yeah. Just forget about that. Like, focus on you. Focus. Like, be be happy for other people. You know, if they've accomplished that can be difficult for a lot of people, though. It can be difficult, but you can actually teach yourself how to appreciate other people's achievements. Do you know, and you can uh, what that's where empathy comes into it. Do you know, put mm. yourself in the other person's shoes. How would you feel if somebody? So, like, yeah, how would you feel if you did really, really well, and somebody was like just pure spiteful against you and putting you down and all that kind of stuff. No, you don't want that. You want to turn around and you want somebody to be happy and proud of you and vice versa. If they were if they were in your position, like I believe you've got to be nice to them as well and be like, Oh my god, you did so so well and I've known so many, so many friends that have gone on and done stuff with their lives. I'm not jealous over how far they've come or anything like that. I am just so proud i've seen them grow i've seen them develop and i just want them to do so much better and uh, onwards and upwards always like yeah of course um i'm the exact same with my my friends i think i don't know did i touch on this um did i touch on this one of the episodes too um about i know i think it was probably one of the old one the old episodes done a couple of years ago um yeah about 
seeing your friends do well and some people just not that just some people are just like that they don't like seeing people doing better than what they're doing or having a friend doing better than them but i'm one of them people as are you shelly that you know seeing your friend do well is great it is it's fantastic the vibe you feel the so energy, good for them because the they're your fucking friend and yes. you have uh you know you love them and you you just you just want to see them do well exactly. if you're if you're a true true fucking friend you're of not gonna someone. be jealous well no if, honestly well i th- well that's just how i feel if you're a true fucking friend of someone and you're a friend you know, you shouldn't be feeling angry or spiteful or annoyed that they're getting on better than you in life, man. And now I actually remember what what I was chatting about in the episode was um, I was on about the Oscar season and I was on about uh, the ones that I got nominated, ones that won and stuff like that. And Get Out was one. You remember Get Out? Yeah, Get Out was brilliant. Brilliant film. film. Jordan Peele, brilliant, brilliant film. But yeah, Jordan Peele comes from Kane Peele, you know, the substitute teacher. Hey, hey, Ron. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. the same fella? Well, he he is um he's K and Jordan Peele is the other boy. His 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 body, his mate. Oh, no, his no, 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 no. They're just they're just okay. they're just good, really good friends and mates that grew up together. As far as I know, them uh, they're definitely not well, obviously not brothers because one's Jordan Peele and the other one's Kale. Is it K? I can't. Yeah, Kale. well, that's his surname. I can't remember his first okay. name. Sorry. Um, but there is a uh, there's a clip of when your man wins an Oscar for Get Out, and uh, and his other mate is like, there's the camera goes on where he was with his wife, and the genuine joy and absolute like euphoria. For his friend winning that Oscar yeah. was it was such a beautiful thing <laughs> to see to see like you know a proper a true fucking mate at hit and he was just so happy as if he'd it won. It's very it hard to come across people that are can be. That's what I'm saying. I th- so I I, I feel kind of like you know you're not really a true friend if you don't really like fr- look some like, everyone's different. You know look some people just just. Some people maybe just can't even I don't know feel for their other people getting on better than them. It's just I don't know. People are all wired differently too. Yeah, you we're know, just very at the end blessed of the day. with the group that we have and uh, the friends that we're surrounded by. Like I don't think there's any negative energy at all. All of us push each other forward. You yeah, know, the wind yeah. is always on your back. It's yeah. never on your front. Very true. Very true. Actually, and I I do touch on that with um I did touch on that with Mick in the last episode too about um. Well, it's such a good friend circle up here, and you know, I said the Donegal, like we were saying, Donegal uh, people or the, the county Donegals, their own, their own, their own breed. But I was just saying, like, I was just like, because <laughs> Mick, I, I was like, no, but no, but man, like, I've met some of the most genuine, fantastic people up here, um, you know, that just would never see you stuck, would want the best for you, would always help you out. And like I said, we're genuinely so lucky that, um, you know, that we have such a good, nice friend circle. We've kind of created the Donegal family, haven't we? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I don't know if we created it. It just, you know. Well, we didn't create it, but like, I suppose we're the ones that kind of led into their county. We're the, uh, That's we're the, what we're they say to us all the time. They're we're like, the, oh, we're yeah, the blow-ins, yeah, yeah. as they the say. Blow-ins. Yeah, we're the blow-ins. We're the blow-ins. We're the outsiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's all a bit of crack. Like, but, um, so, yeah. Yeah, a bit of banter, of course. So, what we were... We had planned a couple of topics to talk about, Mrs. Hadn't we? We had a few. Yeah, we had a few. Well, I, I kind of more wanted... I kind of Shelley to, like, do a couple of topics for herself to chat about. So, you had the whole... 
you wanted to talk about um, lockdown, and you were in lockdown for five months, weren't you? Roughly from March it to was, it was se- mid July. August was it? Um, mid July, early August. That you came out of lockdown. Yeah, that's when I started st- kind of start getting back out of the house. And we could, well, we, well, not, but like you know, we could get into the whole. It's your last job and stuff, and you know you're kind of left there waiting, waiting, waiting to come back, well, and you're like never that's asked not to come even back. The point. No, no, know, no. Like but you, but the, I think that was a factor of 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 when you were in lockdown. It was grand for a while for yourself. It and, was, but got to a point where, oh man, you just you really got down. But like I said, you had no um no purpose, or you you had no reason to kind of you know get up and do things yeah, and it was just like it was going to bed at five o'clock in the morning and waking up at four o'clock in the day i had no reason to get up and have a day do something plan my do you know i was literally i was the only person in this household there's four people living in this house just mm. for you guys that don't know um there's four people living here and i was one of four that was the only one unemployed for five months I didn't see outside my house. The only time that I got to get out was when I was dropping Dave to work, collecting him from work, or if I was doing the shopping. That's all that was allowed. I had a letter in the car to say, if I was stopped by the police or by the guards, to say, where are you going? I'm dropping my boyfriend to work, and I'm going straight home. Yeah. That's as far as I was allowed to go. Yeah. We got into that with um, um with Mick yesterday, uh, saying how fortunate that myself and Michael were to be mm-hmm. working through this pandemic. And as Michael said, he was like, you know, the first two weeks, Grant's about, and you know... For you guys, it was great. It was a holiday. No, 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 you no, were no, able no. to have your drinks and as everything. No, no, as in <laughs> he was saying from the spe- perspective of, you know, the first two weeks would have been grand and sound yeah. and, you know, it's, and, you know, you're kind of re- relaxing, relaxing and it's like a little mini holiday. It was a holiday but, but, for but, a but while. It, no, it yeah, comes to yeah. the point, he says, after the two weeks that he would have started cracking the fuck up. You know, the way Michael is, he just likes to be a goer and keep working busy. and doing things. Busy, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, so we were very fortunate to have, yes. as I said to Michael, a routine money coming in even though there was the support of the covid payment but like for it was a it was it was a stress for a lot of people to get that sorted and set up because i know for yourself but not just you Shelley, it was a lot and you know i think it took me like seven eight seven or eight weeks or something like that maybe it was nine so i went yeah pretty much you two were at points in tears any. on the phone trying to sort that and again your yeah. employer did not can help that situation one mm-hmm. fucking bit man every every tuesday morning i spend four to six hours on the phone and like i i was paying for these fo- for these phone calls mm. even though i had no money i had to like clear my savings all that kind of stuff that was gone i wasn't getting any money and now in fairness you were really really helping me out during the time you were getting all the shopping and helping me out with bills same with my parents if i didn't have you guys for that time like uh, I wouldn't have afforded rent I probably would have had to move home um, there was just so much to it and like it, w- it started to get me down mm, big very time. very down I was crying at least three times a week now uh, you are now I'll just say to the listeners because uh, no, I'm like emotional no no no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're emotional at all Shelley no I wouldn't say that but you're you are a sensitive girl. Yes. You are a sensitive girl. Um, um, hands up. Yeah. 
nothing wrong with that. You are very in touch with your emotions and you're very loving, caring, um, and you can be a bit sensitive. And there's nothing wrong with but that. I can be too. I'm a hard girl too. I can, I can. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, uh, when I'm you, when not, you're not angry. Oh yeah, but when you're <laughs> angry and you're annoyed and you fucking, you can snap. You've no bother saying that to me or giving out to me or. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't because you not know. Not that that happens often. <laughs> 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 no, no, of course not. But during lockdown, <laughs> yeah, God bless you, you poor thing. I literally took out my frustrations on you, but I didn't. I didn't have anybody to really. Speak to and I was just I was either now in fairness the weather was great I'd get out into the front garden and I'd sit in the sun for a while but like our front garden is on show to I don't know how many other houses so I didn't feel comfortable sunbathing or anything like that I'd go out for a couple of hours come back in that's that's all I really got to do for a while um, oh, at least you're getting your sunlight and your vitamin D. Was, that was. is important, and that does really make a uh, an impact on you not getting it. That's why I started. My sleeping pattern changed when the weather changed. When it was getting sunny and getting hot, I I felt like I was gonna waste my day by lying in bed all day. Do you know? So I started getting up. I was like, Yeah, okay, sweet. I want to go out. I'm gonna get a tan. Um, on the days where it was raining, I didn't get up. I stayed in my bed. The curtains didn't open. I just completed Netflix. That was me. <laughs> exactly. Which was what I was saying, you know, um, for topics of this podcast. So the amount of movies and TV shows that you watched, I mean, because cause I am, for anyone that has, well, I don't know if any listeners been here from day dot from this episode, like from episode one of this BDP cast, knows I'm a massive um, lover of... TV shows, films, um, along with the music. I'm probably a little bit... Uh, yeah, no, I'm probably I'm a l- little bit p- more passionate about music, but I do really enjoy and appreciate movie, TV shows and films. And we are living in a time with TV shows. I think we are... I know, don't know how we left it just yet, but we, I, I think we have peaked with the golden age of television and TV shows. You look at the last 10, even 15 years of what's come out and, and, and the shows have been, I mean, fucking fantastic. From from the storyline, like from the plots, from the acting, from the cinematography, the directing of episodes. It, they're like ma- they're like films. Each it's like some for some TV shows, some TV series, the episodes are like a film. And like the, the Haunting on Hill House, my God! Even yeah. my mom, who doesn't watch Netflix yeah. at all, fantastic. She, she started using again. We it can just get, for we that. Can, we can get in. We can get into uh, Haunting on Hill House is one of the one of the 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 shows that we can talk about because mm-hmm. there's there's a couple that we do want to discuss. Um, what was I saying there? Yeah, so Golden Age of TV. Um, you know, one show to me in particular that really jumps out when I talk about the gold. Well, a couple Golden Age TV. You think the surprise Breaking Bad? I mean, uh, it was just I don't say a turning point, but it really kind of set the the st- it sh- it set the standard, but it showed as to where and what a TV show could be. And I mean, like the. I say it was like it was like one massive big long film, and each like n- n- the majority of the episodes were like was just like a little movie, and it was just you know and this TV show so well done. But Breaking Bad, you know, of course I'm I'm not going to go into too much spoilers. I'm assuming I'm assuming 
that at this stage, you know, the majority yeah, of people yeah, have of people watched have it because the buzz about it. Uh, just the character, you know, Walter. And this was the thing too, right? When I first started, started watching Breaking Bad, uh, of course, we all know Brian Cranston, the main character that plays Walter White. Uh, the uh, was famous originally from Malcolm in the Middle playing Hal, the dad. And I remember it was it was actually my mate Kieran Gaffney that first kind of showed me Breaking Bad or got me got me into it. And um, you know, the first while watching it, it's like all I could see was Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I and I couldn't, and I, c- I just couldn't see past like, it. I, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was funny, like what's. I now. think as soon as you see him in an RV in his little tidy whitey, you're like, it's hell, and no. you can't take a seat. Well, like, you, you know, change your perspective. But my it. God, and it's not too long in when you, when you, when you look at Brian Cranston, and it's like, no, he's Walter White. Hal is just, it's gone. You, but that's a testament to him. And I'm, you know what? I'm so, so happy and glad that he done that because he would have been, as a lot of char- lot of actors do, they can never escape the one of the most yeah, famous characters, always, and they're associated yeah. forevermore because there's they they've done the character so well and the character so well loved, and they can never like you know get past that 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 um where they've just hit the ceiling with the character. And you thought that nearly for, for Brian Cranston with Hal and his portrayal of that in Malcolm in the Middle. But I mean, he takes he takes Walter White and he just takes the character to another level. He is acting. It's just a testament to him of how good an actor he is, mm-hmm. that he can do the comedy side, the funny side. And he was absolutely fantastic as Hal. He, he was. And as Brian Cranston, uh, com- like the complete opposite, the complete flip side. And he fucking nails it and his 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 progression into becoming this drug dealer you know kingpin mastermind and his personality changes and he gets caught up in it but he, he ends up you can tell he loves it he enjoys it and he's fucking good at it mm-hmm. uh, yeah it just none it, of that would have happened if he didn't go through the illness that he yeah, yeah. Like it's, there's so many fascinating like points. You see him change throughout the entire series, and like vice it versa. It was Aaron, Aaron Paul that plays yeah. um, plays Jesse. His yeah. change and his progression, his character development too. You know, you start off he really starts off as a student yeah, and you you don't really yeah. fucking like it. You're like he's annoying, but you end up absolutely. I mean that Your heart goes out to him. But that oh final episode, God. that final scene when he's driving away. And he's screaming and he's pumping and he's hammering that steering wheel and he's crying and he's like, yeah. And you are with him there doing that. I mean, it was, you're just so happy for him. Uh, Like I said, you know, when you get that, it was, but when you get that invested, (laughs) that's that's what I'm saying. When you get that invested into a TV show, it's testament to the TV show itself, the actors, everyone involved. But that's not just Breaking Bad. There's there's several, several shows that we could talk about. I'm not going to lie. Breaking Bad is maybe number two. Number one is Sons of Anarchy. Always and ever. Uh, It is. Right. You never ever finished it either, so you don't. No, no, no. I was just gonna. No, it's not what I say. Understand? I do because a lot of people do talk about Sons of Anarchy. It's not just yourself. A lot of my friends. Yeah. uh, I I think I did the whole. And you know what? The same thing happened with Breaking Bad, right? Where I binged it. Yeah. For for a load of seasons, and I yeah, and I fell out of it then. I think you were season four. I was. I was. I was. Started season four, and then I've got. I've gone back in it a few times where. 
you know, I watched the, I watched season four, and I, I have progressed a little bit past the start of season four. I'm like in the middle, and again, I nearly, I don't know what. No, I wouldn't have to go back and watch, this, you know, from the start of season four. You could four. do a couple of recaps on yeah, yeah. YouTube or something like that. Again, you do know what's going on, especially from me talking about it. Yeah, and I can obviously, if I'm sitting there watching it, I've I've watched this like over seven times, I think, the whole way through. I love it that much. Well, that's so like, like me and Breaking Bad. Yeah, so if you had any questions, I'd literally be able to say, all oh, right, well, uh, Opie did this, or whatever. Do you know, I'd be able to say, I'd be able to fix your confusion or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, you, you can nearly quote the fucking film. Oh, not sorry, film. Jesus, the TV show. You can nearly quote the TV yeah. show. Like, you've watched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You're, that, you're that into it. So No, I do, I, I like, I do, I like Sons of Anarchy, but there's, you know... Each their own. There's certain things with me with TV shows that will ca- will catch me and will get me. I, obviously, some of it did because I went on and I binged it. I binged it like four and I binged up to season four. Uh, but like I say, no, because it happened with Breaking Bad. I binged like I binged like to the first like the three. I know three seasons or halfway. I think I was in around the same. Or halfway through season three and I fell out of it and it was only a couple of years later than when I really got back into it and then caught up to the point where it was way in a week, you know, week by week for the next episode and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, oh man, just, just I'm just I'm just just looking back on you know that time when, when I was watching Breaking oh, oh my, my God. goodness. Then and the disappointment as soon as you literally you got stuck on that cliffhanger and then boom there's the credits and you're just like fuck i know man oh this is what, this is the thing with binging shows when they're all out you, you cannot experience that um oh, the, you, the waiting the not knowing yeah and it's not like the oh, anticipation uh, yeah behind yeah it. Like oh yeah what's about to happen and oh the countdown God, and go? watching it live and like oh it just man it's that's the beauty of I tell you, the golden. We're, we are. We have. We're, we're in, and I, I. I don't know. Have we peaked? And we're. I don't know. Have we peaked? But for a long time there, we were in the golden age of t of TV. I really, really do believe that. I think we are going to look back at this time period from like you know some point in the two thousands to like you know. Uh, I, well, I say you know that we're that we're peaked. It maybe maybe we haven't, but. I mean, some of the shows over the last number of years, you know, ones that jump out at me are. Lock and key. The lock and key. No, 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 that might jump out for you. No, for me personally, I'm on about the last like 10, 15, you know, you could say 20 years from 2000, from 2000 up okay. to now. It's, you know, TV shows that have really, you know, impacted me personally and impacted society, impacted the world. There's so many people like jump, like fell in love with a lot of TV shows. You know, um, Six Feet Under. I don't think I've seen. I don't know you haven't, but yeah. I think yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. I'd nearly say it's a it's a show that you have to watch. Uh, for me, it just makes you appreciate life, and it really makes you reflect on on life and death. Okay, six feet under basically is about a family that own a um a funeral. Uh, a funeral home and th- th- they do the whole service of you know um, embalming the bodies and it, it it just it just makes you really reflect on life and death and you know family and it's just, it's a fa- it's I think the six or five seasons and each episode opens up with the death so 
this opens up like with a scene and someone dies and then it'll flash up white. It will say their name, like Betty Crockett, 1959. And they'll come up then to 2005, their mm-hmm. death. And it, it it works in around, you know, the uh, them going to the, they're called the Fisher family and they own this funeral home. And, you know, it just shows like, you know, the, how they get to know, uh, not only know themselves and each other as a family, but the people that they meet on a, on a daily basis and, and, you know, providing a service of burying a loved one. And, you know, looking at the, 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 the background of the characters of uh, that come to them and want to bury their loved one or... I, I I I just I thought it was really really good and really made you reflect. And that last episode for anyone that has watched it, that last episode, man. The the ending scene is I I do think it is it's one of the one of the best endings. I really do think that of a TV show for me personally. And the music and how it was done. I because I don't want to give it away, but I mean it oh, gave me goosebumps. I don't know. Did I cry? I I could probably I probably had tears in 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 my eyes of 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 watching that again. It was a thing where I binged. It, it had finished at the time when I started watching it. It was like uh, early two thousands and early 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 two thousand and tens when I started watching this. And I think this finished in like two thousand and seven or something like that. So, but I never got that feeling of, you know, waiting for each episode week in week out. Uh, yeah, which I had for Breaking Bad, which I had for Game. Oh my god! Of course, ladies and gentlemen. It took me a long time to actually get into Game of Thrones. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think it was too fantasy for me. But then when I, I started fantasy. watching Vikings, after I watched Vikings, and I was like, right, okay, I think it's time. Uh, my brain has actually developed to the, like I, I've. You've grown I've to a, appreciate. Yeah, I've. Ag- I think. I've accepted the fact that like there can be different kind of lands and different time scales and stuff that I need to um, pay more attention to and stuff like that. Because the first time I tried to watch Game of Thrones, it was so difficult. I couldn't understand King's Landing and... Um, but again, you were at me and I watched... I had probably revisited some seasons so many times where I could, you know, help you out or guide you or tell you. It's yeah, no more if I was yeah. watching Sons of Anarchy and I was confused at something. I, I could just turn around to you and be like, Shelley, and you could be like, bang, bang, bang. I'd be like, all right, sound. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could do the same thing with Game of Thrones too. You could turn around to me and be like, Dave, wh-, and I'd be like, da, 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 and you'd be like, oh, okay, do right, okay. you know okay. what the hardest part of it for me, for Game of Thrones was there were so many actors and actresses and I just, I couldn't learn any of their names. I didn't know where the story was going, who they were talking about, what land they were talking about. It was just, it was a little bit too much information for me to process yeah. at that time. Okay. But then once I started watching Vikings and there was different kind of, there was different, you had England and you had, what was it, Sweden or whatever it was, wherever they were. And they were all traveling different lands and I don't know, maybe my brain just kind of clicked. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. I can understand that. It's interesting. So then I was like, right, okay, I'll give Game of Thrones another go. And I did. (laughs) Jesus, that ending was so disappointing. But, like, now, in fairness, the last season was great. The fight scenes were spectacular. They were so, so good. They were thrilling. They were full of excitement. But the last episode, what the hell was that? What was that? Not even, f- right, for me personally, right, not even the last episode. That for last, 
that last season, like, okay, you I, felt no, it f- no it right, the first, the first three episodes, you know, I did like I was, oh, you know, well, well, I was at the time, and, and this is me reflecting. Now I'm like the whole season. It was such a fucking let. It was a big fuck you to That's the fans, I think, as well. Like you watched it every time that it was released. I followed it for from the get go. You're yeah. chatting how many? Si- you're chatting six, seven, eight years, yeah. man. I think it was you know? seven years. Um, for I think me, it was I eight w- years. I was able to just literally watch it the whole way through, get bored of it, stop, go back into it again, yeah. and just yeah. it was. It wasn't too thrilling or exciting for me. I was just like, I need to watch this because this is what everybody's talking about. And I want to know what they're talking about type thing. I wanted to be informed. But yeah, I did start to actually kind of like it a wee bit. The last season, yeah, I, I actually did enjoy it. I do think it was a little bit rushed. Khaleesi got very... Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's say, like, spoilers. Like, we don't... There, yeah, but, in like, case all someone I'm hasn't saying watched is it, Khaleesi like had a very big dramatic change within a short spe- a space of time. Yeah. And I was just like... Uh, and I noticed it in just one episode. I it know. went from... That to that. Yeah, A to like B. A, yeah, and it was yeah, just... Yeah. I was like, right, okay. And I looked past that, but... I was kind of expecting one outcome, a one outcome only, and it did not happen. And it just it 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 did disappoint. I think, like from from the reaction of fans, like when we were watching the episodes afterwards, we'd go on to I think it was YouTube or something, and there was this kind of stream where there was a lot of people in the bar, and you were watching people in the bar's reaction while they were watching the episode type thing. Oh my god. The true fans. You you could tell who jumped on the bandwagon and who was there from thick and thin. Like I jumped on the bandwagon, hundred percent. But you need to also realise that it was fans of the T V show and there was fans of the books. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And they're you know, the they did it up to a point, right? Where, where um, um, the um, what do you call the two guys that did it? Um, oh, the D. It begins with D, I think. Fuck me. I have go- I have Google here. Um, I think it was David uh, Benioff and um, uh, D W D B. I think Wheeze or Wes or something like that. Uh, so you need to remember too with Game of Thrones that. They followed the author, so originally it was based on the, it's based on books by uh, George R. R. Martin, and they followed it up to a point to the books where they caught up. I think they caught up in, I think it was like season four, and after that, then they met with George R. R. Martin, and he gave them, you know, uh, roughly, you know, how it was going to end, which way to go, and stuff like that, and you know. But a lot, but they did develop a lot of it themselves. The, you know the 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 storyline. You know the the storyline of Game of Thrones after like season four, I think it was. Um, so yeah, it was. It was just. It was a disservice to George R. R. Martin, and it was a, a disservice to the fans. And George R. R. Martin has come out and said that, and he's not happy. And even the actors themselves, there is multiple. Uh, interviews and uh there's co- uh, compilations on youtube right of 
the actors of Game of Thrones getting, you know, interviewed after they've done oh, the filming. Yeah, that was mad. Uh, yeah, multiple. <laughs> uh, uh, so after after uh, filming the final season and um you know, getting you can tell get, their disappointment oh, on their faces. But like the an- some of the answers to yeah, but some of the answers they didn't want to give back, it away. Uh, well, those are the give. Well, mm, yeah, some of them were kind of. Who, who give was it? Away. Was it um? Oh, what's her name? Aria. What's her name? Oh, the the actress's yeah. name. Um, um, I think it's Maisie Williams. M- yeah, 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 Maisie yeah. Williams. So, do you remember she was on? I think it was the Graham Norton show. Um, she was interviewed and she was questioned on the final episode or the final series and Jesus, she just, she didn't know how to answer at all. She paused for a wee while and then she got back into it. She was just like, I can't remember what she said. Oh my God. You could just tell the look of disappointment on her face. (laughs) But she didn't want to give it away at the same time. I don't think she was really impressed with how quick it really ended. I think the reason it ended at that time was because the directors or the makers of Game of Thrones, they were offered Star Wars. Right, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh, this is... Because it was a big (sighs) feckin', it was a big trend at that time, like all the Star Wars coming back. Well, well, it wasn't... It was getting... wasn't that well? Wasn't necessarily say a trend. Like obviously, I think they were they were Star Wars fans heads was it an anyway. No, 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 no. Um, I think I think the, the no. I think at well, that stage, I think the third one had fi- like the, they'd finished. They'd obviously written it, and I think they'd either they're in the middle of filming or they finished filming. Obviously, waiting for the release date. But uh, yeah, so they had been offered to write um, like a new Star Wars trilogy. And they took it on. They decided they'd make more money by well, going with Star Wars because there's a lot more Star Wars well, you fans can that go back from, like it goes into the older generation too, not just the young, do you know, that kind of way. So um, I think that they just saw the green shoots at the end of the tunnel and they were like, right, okay, let's go for Star Wars instead. They could have easily made another two or three seasons out of Game of Thrones, I reckon. Well, they could have dragged that out. Well, they were offered. Um, th- I think was it was it was it? S- let me see. Was it six seasons? It was six more. No, 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 no. no. What? How many seasons was there in Game of Thrones? Was it six or seven? You're the fan. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was six. Let me just let me just double check this here. Because I do have the Google. It was Wurgles. like six, and then there was part one and part two, was it? No, or you're yeah, you know, you're getting mixed up with um with Vikings. That was Vikings. Yeah, you're getting mixed up with Vikings. Um, there was oh my god, no, I was wrong. Eight seasons. Yeah, no, fuck force, Jesus. See, I ke- we keep doing these podcasts late at night, and like your brain is like half working from it's just it's tired like i'm actually more tired now than i was the previous last each the last three episodes i've done actually have all been like starting really late in, at night and like going really like into the morning like we're at like what time now One forty a.m i've also been in work yeah since 6 a.m yeah you did you did get a little nap now i got a nap you got I a nice fair nap earlier on I in fell fairness asleep for like two hours 
Yeah. It was like four to I'd say two and a half, Shelley. You had a you had a decent nap now. It was definitely after half three when I looked at the clock. Um anyway, we're, we're getting off topic. So now there was eight seasons, so they were offered <laughs> they were offered um two more, ten seasons. They were offered two more seasons. They were offered so I think in the last uh the last season there's only I think is it six episodes? They were offered ten seasons, ten uh, episodes in the last season, two more seasons to make it ten to give, and they, yeah, they didn't take it. They they were focused on. I always say about money. Look, I I think the 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 love, the attraction of Star Wars to write it to have a whole new trilogy, and I do think they were Star Wars heads. Uh, judging by the interviews they do, and just the way I just think they, you know, I think they were big fucking fans of Star Wars. Uh, you know, um. They offered that, yeah, to do that, and I think it was rushed. I think they were, like, they were, in fairness, like they had seven seasons done. They probably were maybe a bit sick of it. They want to get the fucking finished out of the way. Uh, no, look, this is what how this is what I think. This is how I feel. Like we're not going to say that this is legit and this is what they've come out and said. This is what I think, and I think it reflect the last season reflects this. It was rushed. It was it it was done quick. They wanted to get it was done. So, so obvious yeah, it was so rushed. they wanted to go and get going with Star Wars, mm-hmm. do that, and just finish Game of Thrones. And as I said, it was a massive disservice to the fans, to George R. R. Martin himself, and to the actors. That uh, you know that these characters that they, they worked on that they developed, yeah, it, yeah, and, and literally their their life had been Game of Thrones. Like they've grown up together. Like you see Arya Stark and Sansa Stark and and Bran Stark. What age was she when she started? Oh, Arya? she fuck. was like eight. No, she was like ten. I think. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was very young. As was Sansa. As was Bran. And you see them then the last season, like oh they were like God. adults, and yeah. like they had they all of them have grown, grown up, up together. You know, they were like a family, no more than you when you Lord the Rings, man. Yeah. You know, uh, they all grew so close together because of the years of filming and, you know, are constantly on set. And you just, it, you just, you know, obviously we spend that time with each other. You grow like a family. And I think it was a big disservice to the actors too. Um, Game of Thrones, the ending, I just, uh, not just the end of it, I mean... The last season in general, you know, and as I said, like the first three episodes, I, I was like, you know, so you're just so hyped and you're just so into it. And it's just great. And then after the third episode, things started happening where I started kind of, you know, going, wait a minute. It's, I can kind of see where this could be going. And like you said, there was a moment where Daenerys, there's a thing with Daenerys, which could have been done if they were given like if they accepted the 10 episodes for that season and another two yeah. two seasons it could have been done you could have seen you could have seen the Do development you know what of Daenerys just bothered me the most about uh, is it Daenerys or Khaleesi what's her name Khaleesi yeah well Khaleesi is is what they the call her the queen yeah yeah but Daenerys Targaryen right, okay, that's so her name that, but, they, that's but her. she gets called okay. Khaleesi because she's the queen that's what they okay. call her the what, what I couldn't get over in that last season was the physical changes in a person like it's completely unrealistic like that's what bothered me the most it was just from A to B and it was very quick you yeah. could see, yeah, but you could see the reason why. But the way it was done, it was just undone so quick, and it was yeah. so out of character of Daenerys to 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 to, to, to kind of, mm, yeah, no, it was, yeah. 
just fucking hell, man. And even even John Snow character arc, I was really disappointed. Really, and fucking Jamie's man. Jamie Lannister mm-hmm. uh, again. This is because uh, J- Game of Thrones is brilliant, guys. Like, let, let, we're just talking about the last eighth season. I mean, this, the previous season before that, and some of the best television there ever was at the time, and some of the most shocking, draw dropping, heart wrenching moments in that show. You know that they they no character was safe. Like you, you were so led down the garden path, the fuckers, the way they done it, man. You know, you you fall in love with a character, you get to really yeah. like them, then and then bam, <laughs> motherfucker! Oh no 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 no! We don't want you. We don't want you having them. No, we can't have you. We can't have you liking them. No no no. We need to take them away. And again, George R. R. Martin, genius. And I'd, I'd see this. I'd love to see because this is the thing. George R. R. Martin hasn't finished it yet. He hasn't the the, the 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 last books aren't out yet. He still this is the thing with George R. R. Martin. He took like nearly seven years between each film, to or each film, each book, to write and to put it out. And uh, as I said, eventually the fucking TV show caught up, caught up with it. So, I'm not gonna blame George R. R. Martin. But then again, if he had the fucking thing done. Ah, oh, look, no, look, no, I'm not going to blame George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin gave them the foundations to finish that motherfucker. He did, and we know that. And he, and they still managed to fucking, I swear to Jesus, like, like, ah, uh, it just irks me. But no, I was going on about Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Okay, so. I think he was a very underappreciated character. No, uh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that at all. No. I wouldn't no 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 I don't think so. Uh Jamie Lannister at the start man you fucking despised him. You hated him. You really really did. Oh well personally yeah. I did. He fucks Bran out the window and he's with his sister doing the shit and man he's he's just like you oh he did so much shit. You just couldn't uh, you just couldn't like him. You could never ever think that you could like him. But my god the character what arc. Is it season six when he. I know. I think it's season. No, five. Uh, no, no, no. It's earlier than that. I think it's like season three or four, um, because he gets captured. The Starks have him as as yeah. as a leverage and want to use him, whatever. And he ends up getting escaping and Brienne uh, of Tarth, and he loses. The, oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to you know in case people haven't watched it, but what I'm saying is he starts off a sinister, bad, bad character, but. I hated his guts. Oh, <laughs> so did I. We all did. But so many of us... I hated a few of them. Yeah, but I'm not, not going to lie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's full of fucking uh, man, bad bastards. You, like, you love to I... hate as well, man. Yeah, you love to hate them too. You love to see them get hurt. <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, or... Um, uh, eat, eat He's by, like, no! <laughs> yeah, or e- eating by dogs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but Jamie Lannister, as I was saying, man, um, yeah, his character from, like, this 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 despicable, bad motherfucker, and, bec- like, the ch- he just... He changes. I grew to love him. Of course. Oh, man. But you I know, think it was honorable man. the blonde woman came into it, the soldier. Yeah, oh, Brianna Tart. Brianna, yeah, I think yeah, when yeah. she came into it, that's when my opinion of Jamie changed. The changing moment for me uh, with Jamie was that scene with the bear. Oh, okay. Uh, with Brianna and the bear. Yeah. And 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 he's away, and he and he and he goes back 
and he goes back mm-hmm. for it and he jumps into the pit with the bear and he fends off and he's and with one arm remember this, yeah, he's he only is, recently well. lost the fucking hand or whatever um, fucking spoilers man I'm sorry I'm assuming everyone's seen Game of Thrones at this point at least because by the end anyway. by the end of it it had gained so much attention and traction because it was such a fantastic show like that so many people jumped on and binged it my brother included like as I said so many people I don't think could like oh, you could just binge it all in one sitting so the end was a disappointment and, and, and annoying, but like for the likes of us that had been with it from the start and had been waiting years to get to this point, and oh fuck me! Like I think my like my fr- it's a couple of friends too binged it and we're yeah we're a bit disappointed, a bit annoyed, but they were on not the levels of some of us where we had been there from the start. But no, as I said, t- I remember watching at the t- turning point, Jamie Lannister, and he goes back to Brienne Lannister. the bit. That meant something there. You knew I it. J- yeah, he ju- you just could not but like him. And going, you just, yeah, man. Oh, man. And, but, and then, of course, you had Tyrion Lannister, man. Oh, my heart goes out to Tyrion. What? Uh, I mean, I'd just I'd really say he was my favourite. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see why and how. And he, he was... Oh, he was Lannister so was loyal. He was so well. He no. Such does he, well, uh, no. He was. He was a. De- he was a decent human being. Yeah, he just. Uh, it's just a, a and oh yeah. Tyrion Lannister was. He is a fantastic character. Um, yeah. Game of Thrones was brilliant, man. Absolutely God fantastic. Damn. No, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I said it was just. It's such a shame. Very good watch. It? If you haven't seen it before, definitely check it out. Do Give do. It the time of day. Uh, like I know when I first started watching it, that was when I was in college and I was working the nightclub. I was coming home at like five six a.m. Um, and then I'd like put on an episode to try and fall asleep to, and then I'd end up not watching the episode. So it took me a long time to get into it. But when I did get into it. I did appreciate it, and I think you guys will too. Um, lo- what you just said there, though, man, is like, um, you know, uh, when I came home from the nightclub to to put it on to sleep to, I mean that uh, what Shelley? Do you know what? Well, no, that right. What you're putting on Game of Thrones to sleep no. to? No, 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 okay, no wonder. Okay, okay, like, okay. Man, reverse. You're doing, you're doing it wrong. Where you're doing it wrong. <laughs> where I'm coming from? Bartenders who are listening will understand when you're working and you're doing so what my job was I was a wait I was a cleaner in the morning before 12 and then I went in to work for a restaurant it was a steakhouse and then from 11 o'clock onwards I'd get a half an hour break back in to work in the nightclub so I worked in the nightclub and after that entire busy weekend I just I need to come home. I'm still wired like to the moon. I am I'm in work mode, and I need something to kind of bring me back down and just kind of watching my telly or whatever. That's the way I fall asleep. Like I put on my Netflix. I put on something to watch and listen to. Sometimes it doesn't work out well for me because I end up staying up and binging if it's a short episode. But I didn't realize at the time that a Game of Thrones episode, it was like an hour or something. It was like 50-odd minutes, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I'd watch one, then I'd go into the next one, and then I'd get halfway through, and my eyes are getting sleepy, and I'm like, no, I need to watch, I need to watch. And then that's when I start falling asleep because it's like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> by that stage. <laughs> Do you know? So that's what I mean when I'm putting on something to go to sleep to. That's me coming home from my working day. Same as somebody would come home from work and a nine-to-five job, you don't go straight to bed. You need to come back down to kind of a chill mode and relax. So when you're working it, well, like, 
people who are working night shift like yourself. You're coming home. You're not going to be absolutely wrecked straight away. You're still going to be a little bit on the go. Y- your brain is still taking over. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're going back over what you've done in the day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, table nine never got ketchup. <laughs> you know, it's something Jesus, silly. Yeah, you can't turn off. Yeah, you can't turn off. So you're putting on something else to distract you. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, let's 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 we're like you have topics there, and we haven't even got into them yet, and we're at one hour twenty seven minutes in <laughs> twenty two seconds. Um, but we're on the topics now of like TV shows. So, like Shelley has watched and binged a lot now over this last while. I have. I'm very know? very um, informed. <laughs> Informed on the TV shows. Informed. I've completed Netflix, and now I'm in the middle of completing Amazon Prime. So, uh, what are you watching on, on on Amazon Prime? I finished something. Uh, it was a film. Was that on the TV? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, because yeah. I think at the time you were gone down home and you'd taken the Xbox. So, I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I haven't checked out Amazon in a very long time and I was so bored of going through Netflix and mm. seeing the same things all over again. So I went on to Amazon on the smart telly and I found some sort of a movie. But uh, yeah, I think what I found on Amazon was The Impossible. Uh, 2004... Yeah, it's, it's about a tsunami. It's about the ha- Haiti disaster. It literally, it? I wept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like, well, it, it, well, it, it's it a was a very heart wrenching movie. Yeah. Um. Again, because it it it, it was it happened. Well, as in, it was not, a not, true not story. That exa- not, not that exact. Well, well, it's like saying the Titanic is true. You know, like obviously some truths have been exaggerated. Yeah, the whole Rose and Jack relation. But yeah. I'm just saying that family in particular. We don't know if it was that an actual. Well, look, I don't know. Maybe it, well, it comes from a family end, member. It does say names and stuff like right, pe- right. Because I haven't watched it myself now. Um, so it's but it like them films are always dramatized. They are like they uh, are. to a point that there is little bits of you know yeah, fiction well, added. And to, to add to the film and to make it more impactful, yeah. but 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 the impact is in like the emotional impact because it like that tsunami did happen and you know it did that kind of stuff. It was went, just did happen to a lot of people. It's a natural disaster as well. There's mm. literally nothing, nothing can be done that you can do yeah, to exactly. prevent it. Nothing that you can do to predict it. It's gonna happen. It's just it's a natural disaster. So. To see people and like the setup, I just remember the opening scene and when they're all going away on their holidays. And, and so stuff happy, like happy, it's happy, and happy. But what I couldn't oh, understand, like there was this, this place is known for tsunamis, anyways, right? Okay, is it? I think so. Like th- these kind of things do, do happen, like they get flooded and stuff. But they had like this hotel resort area, so so close to the. It was like the beach, the the shore area, or the coast, the coast. Um, you could hear the mumbling. You saw birds start flying away. As soon as you see the birds fly away, you know something's wrong. Mm. Do you know? And then it just got quiet, and like it was just this whole build up. There was like. His family's enjoying themselves in the pool and they were sunbathing and everybody was having fun and then boom, wave hits. 
Not only was the resort blown away and washed away an entire town, um, you can only imagine the p- the amount of people that were lost during that 2004 disaster. And it just kind of puts it into perspective of how lucky we are, where we are. Um, we don't get things like that. So, oh, it just... Thank God. It, it, <laughs> thank Touch God, wood, yeah, man. Yeah, Touch yeah. wood. Um, it makes you appreciate yeah. So, so much. Oh man, I can't. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't imagine. You can't imagine. But uh, I can't the help the I way c- that people have to. It shows like you having to go and like look up where all the resorts are for people who have been rescued and saved and found alive, found injured, and all this. And you're all trying to find different families. You're hopping on buses. There's children going left. There's adults going right. It's oh. Oh my God! Just gives you butterflies in your tummy. So, <laughs> oh. But as was, as I was saying there, like um, with Haiti, I can't, I, like, I can't help but like. When you mention Haiti, I'm gonna go down the dark, deep rabbit hole. Stop! Oh, <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no! Oh, I'm going. No, stop! stop. Oh, Haiti and the Clintons. Do you know what was also oh, very man. good was lock and key. Do you remember when you weren't able to go to bed? While I was, oh no, you had to go to bed because I was away in work and you couldn't stay up and watch it. Do you remember that? <laughs> I couldn't go to bed. What? You had to go to bed. You were like, oh, okay, that's enough of that. Well, with lock and key? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't lock and key. That was the haunted on Hill House. I was like, what are you raving about? Sorry. <laughs> I was Sorry. so confused, man. <laughs> what are you t- <laughs> Haunting on Hill House. <laughs> you enjoyed that one. Uh, well, Haunting on Hill House goes. You're chatting. You're chatting. Um, you're chatting like over a year ago. This was. Uh, I'm just steering you away from here. From uh, Haiti. I know. I know you. Are. I'm getting you off topic here. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm just gonna ignore that you're just doing that. That's fine. Again, I do think that that what what I was gonna say about Haiti isn't. I think important and people should know, but. We will, we will, we will deter. How far do you want to go down this rabbit hole? I wasn't going to go too far. Um, I was just saying, like, what, what after that disaster and the, what the Clintons done and came in and you know. Oh, this is about the Clintons. Yeah, of course, man. A lot, like. Inform <sighs> me. I Clintons. don't know. Do I know what you're on about? So, but no, but I think you are making a, a point where maybe because yeah it it can get a bit much like the whole and some people could be like oh jesus so no we will well, stay on topic no i don't mean to like oh i know i know no no i know you don't but no but in fairness we we're not really chatting about conspiracies in this it's just my my it's i just have a passion for it a lot i understand that you yeah, know and like off off microphone we do talk about it a lot yeah yeah well it's well i do anyway it, it's just it's it's um as i say people with the passions up it's what comes for me, the passion behind all that stuff is, and I've mentioned it before, is I, I've just I, I'm for humanity. I am for 100%. humanity, and I'm yeah. for you know the best and the good of humanity. And what 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 goes on in the world is is shocking. And look, it's I do think there is you good want coming. People to know, yeah, I believe that's coming too. It, yeah, like, and yeah, it, big time. So it, yeah, but though I'm just saying where this comes from is a good place. And um, I said I don't mean to force shit down people's throats or anything like that. No, no, no. no. It comes from uh, yeah, because I say look, 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 the listeners don't really know me. They don't. They just, like they don't. Uh, you know, 
as you know me, as as Mick knows me, and uh, you can, you know, it comes from a real. Dave is the kind of guy who literally just wants the best for everybody, and he believes that the world is going to become like we're so sheltered, and we don't even realize that we're completely groomed from day dot, and like the media, the the news, they're told what to tell us just to keep us all kind of on the same spectrum. I don't know, like, it's basically a pyramid scheme, do you know? Um, Whoever's on the top is controlling whoever's on the bottom. Like, Uh that's exactly what it is. The pyramid, the one eye. You've got that pyramid. Oh, yes, sir. Do you know, like, what this is where it all comes into, and we start talking about this here at home all the time. So we don't mean to, like bring it up a lot no but it's always fucking me but it's something D- dave is very passionate about it he wants everybody to be informed and be able to make their own opinions be able to like go research if if you find that interesting go ahead you know where like a da- dave is very very good at giving you the examples of um websites to go and read up on etc like you're, you're just so well informed I'd be very kind of all over the place. I'm a bit of a ditz, but... Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, I wouldn't say that at all, that you're a ditz or anything like that. I, I, and but when it comes to the whole kind of factual side of things, you always have something to turn back on, whereas I'm kind of like, this is what I feel. This is how, like, I think... This, this is my outlook on it, whereas I'm not going and checking up the facts and stuff like that unless you're showing me. Yeah, I uh, again, I don't mean to push things, but like, I, yeah, it comes from a really good place. You know, I'm for humanity and because I do believe when, when if we all wake up to this, that we can change things and we can. Yeah, we can. As I said, look, Donald, I do think Donald Trump is doing some real good stuff. Um, and oh, look, man, I, I do think it's coming. I really hope it is coming. Like, you know, the world is 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 waking up to all this and, you know, these fuckers are going to go down and, you know, society is going to change. Society is going to change. It is not a coincidence that the places that are going under lockdown are the places that are, like, they're finding so much pedophilia rings and stuff like that. They're saving, they're saving children. They are saving, this is what this is about too. But it's it's about kids, man. They're, 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 They're getting these kids out from these underground tunnels, from these DOMS, which stands for deep... There is good being done. DOMS stands for deep underground military bases. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of good being done. Again, look, uh, look, I don't want to get too off topic here because we are chatting about, like, you know, films and stuff and movies and TV shows we've watched. And, um, you know, yeah, it just, it comes from a good place. And, you know, I just want the best for humanity. And I do think we're going down that road where we're all... It's coming, man. We're all going to unite and we're all going to come together and... Like the technologies that these people have, the the good, the good that could already have been done from what the t- like the te- Tesla's anti gravity free energy. I mean, they they have beds, man. They have healing beds of sonic fucking uh, 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 energy where they can scan you and they know exactly what is if you have any badness or any illnesses or any organs that are bad. They they can pinpoint where. And they can wipe and heal you. Again, if you want to go looking this up, you can. I can't remember the exact name of the bloody beds. They're like sonic something beds. Th- yeah, the technology they have is so far advanced, you know man. And it could change really the world. Enjoy? What? 
Three percent. Uh, you keep telling me You're this, and I know, I know, I know from what you're saying. And again, y- this uh, I'm going to link conspiracies in again with this films and TV this shows. This whole thing has like microchipped. Yeah, you, this is your verification. Yes, like yes. This is your date of birth. This has your name. This has your like. This is everything about your life. Mm. And then it gets into the whole nitty gritty of people being able to take other people's identities just by taking their microchip. So let's just. For listeners, three percent is actually a, a TV show on Netflix. It's Spanish. It is um, it's, r- it's redubbed into English. Uh, so you don't if for people that don't like subtitles, like Shelley here, absolutely mm-hmm. hates them. But now, in fairness, when it comes to three percent, I prefer having the subtitles on because sometimes the translations are a little bit different. That 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 seems to be the way with, uh, with a lot of them dubs mm-hmm. on Netflix. That yeah. if you have the subtitles up and and you compare what they're saying. It, it does. There is a difference yeah. in some of the, the stuff. The tenses and stuff can differ. And you need to be able to decide, right, okay, which one actually fits the scene mm. a little bit better. So I do recommend leaving the subtitles on when you're watching a dubbed. But with 3% from what I've seen, it does pique my interest. It does interest me. And again, I'm, I, I don't mean to like linking conspiracies or alternative like perspectives of views, but like... The movie industry, films, TV shows, some of the stuff that they put into that, I do think... Hidden truth. Is, is mo- there's more, more truth than meets mm-hmm. the eye. And I seen something on Twitter the other day, and I, and I, and I remember... Uh, uh, I'm just I'm thinking in my head, sorry. I'm speaking as I'm thinking, and I'm fucking half asleep. Well, I'm tired, man. I am tired. Um, yeah, in Time. Do you remember that film, In Time, with Justin Timberlake? And, 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 and everyone, everyone has a chip. And they have their their uh yeah, the currencies on the their arm. arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, right? Because I was quite young watching that film, and I seen this thread on Twitter, and I and it, I remember them when they like started reading through the, the way that film is. That's how they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And the 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 backstory to that there was a whole uh, there was a whole pandemic. There was a. This is how in time starts. I am nearly sure that there was a massive like virus, a pandemic and the society changes and cashless and this chip that, you know, the richer you are, you, the more um, the more time you have. So, like, you, you know, basically, if your income runs out, you die. Uh, the more money you have, the more, you you know, you can live longer. You're like, you know, you're immortal. That is your that is your time clock. You're, you're synced up with your, your money's in, the, in, in this, this chip into this arm. And they can, yeah, in time, what like watch that because that is exactly where they want us to be and where they want society to fucking go. Mad, it just and I seen on Twitter this thread now because I remember watching the film at the time and I I thought it was very interesting. Like, I was quite young and thought it was cool and interesting. It was like you this you know this utopia about you know. Uh, with, with the money and and being your art and it was the whole concept was really you know it was interesting. Now knowing what I know and uh, the way I look at the world now, that they're putting it's that shit like out there. At a it's like predictive programming. It's predictive program where they put the stuff out there to de- to to put it in your to put it in your mind to desensitize you to it to just you know oh man just yeah just going into like. Do you remember that fun. episode of Black Mirror where there was like a <sighs> robot dog? Oh my! Like, th- like this Black is the kind Mirror. of stuff oh that my. we're getting into now. Like oh it, my! It is. It's predicting the future. It's like the Simpsons. Predictive pro- I well. swear to God, like the the it said this was gonna happen. Well, like it said that this this is make believe or whatever. But then it happened. Where was it? Tokyo. 
No, it wasn't Tokyo. It was Singapore. Singapore. So let's give people context here, okay? So Black Mirror, that show does, it it, it freaks me and scares me, some of them episodes, a lot of them episodes, because I know that, you know, it could happen. So it's basically like, you know, technology and, you know, we're so far advanced with, with technology and some of the stuff they go into it to know like the uh, each episode's different each is a different story but like how it can impact humanity and just you know in this weird fucked up way it, there's so many different like mm-hmm. cool fucking stories and and episodes of black mirror and it, oh but like that's what i say it's just it's not that far away from the fucking yeah. truth of what could actually happen I think that's what which makes freaks it so you out yeah but it makes it yeah that's it man that's what it, yeah. that's that's the pull of black mirror man it's so possible that is the pull of it, it. Yeah. Yeah. But that 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 episode it's called it's called Metalhead. Is the name is of this episode. Oh, I'll never cuz I remember watching that and just I was yeah. So it's about these robot uh, it's a, it's a dystopian uh, uh future and it's about these robot dogs, man, that hunt they're hunting down humans and they're just unstoppable. They are, they, they're smart, they can scan, uh, they have these batteries that they, they can recharge themselves, but like, they, they can go for so long. They go into sleep mode and they yeah, recharge it's freaky. and then they go it, back up. And oh. they, like, they were murdering people, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, man, but like, there was, they were intelligent too, and they were smart. And I seen this fucking article and this video... I literally got during 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 the coronavirus, right? Okay, in Singapore, in the parks, they had the exact kind of same dogs that were in Black Mirror patrolling for social distancing. Yeah, man, and scanning to make sure you're two. And they would say that Uh you are not two meters apart. Oh, and they were the exact same, the same legs and the yeah, build of them. Yeah, it was literally walking. identical. It was scary. But they were so big as well. Oh. I thought they were going to be a little bit smaller. They they were at least I was foot, like, three foot. oh my fuck. When I just, go. just freak. Because straight away you see that, that, that robot dog. And if you've seen that episode of Metalhead and Black Mirror, like you just fucking because you go straight back to that episode and I think there's some of the stuff that went on and, and you're just like it's here man that is the fucking mm-hmm. thing that was I fucking think there was up everyone. one as well that really really taunted me was it was like a social media it was you were put into this kind of game or it was like a, a test and you were put into this society this town and in a house and there was people coming after you wearing masks and they were about to kill you and everybody all the citizens would do nothing but take out their smartphone and video you that's all it was there was nobody helping it was just video 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 and then at the end of the episode it kind of came to like it was uh, a stage in a live audience kind of studio type thing and you've been on a game show, do you know? But my God, that literally sent you. It, w- it, it it wasn't a game show, it was a fucking punishment for what that person had done. Remember at the end, it was the whole reveal that she like murdered a kid with her with her boyfriend, and this was her punishment. 
for what she had done. And they wiped her memory and stuff. And she was like, I didn't do this. And then they showed the video evidence of her and her boyfriend. And she was like this different person. And she didn't give a fuck. And no. And that was her opponent. That was so, and, and that it was a complete loop every time she goes through it. The part that scared me was the social media just video and it just like no 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 no. but this is what i'm saying at first yeah when you're watching yeah, it it's yeah, like yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah. but the, at the end you're realizing that this person was a fucking murderer yeah. disgusting bitch that got got put into prison and this was her punishment and people were like people were like fucking right for this bitch that was their that was their thing i was like oh, we're gonna watch this torment and her confusion for what she done and it is a little bit fucked up too of course you know, it was, and that's that. That's what Black Mirror like. There's always these little twists and reveals at the end that make yeah, you ho- it was just like make you think, man. You on your toes the entire time. But no, but no, but they make it makes you think. It 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 makes you reflect on society. It really does, and yeah. that is the that is it's so smart. It's it really is. I think it's genius. And the fact a lot that of Black every Mirror episode episodes differs is fantastic as well. Like everything has a different outcome. Nothing is predictable. It doesn't follow a story. It just is something new every single time. Mm, does that? But like I said, for me personally, I it's it it it, it hits home so much with it like does. society and what's going on now. And like I said, our, our 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 obsession, our love with technology, whether you know it's good and it's bad. It can be very toxic. We need to take breaks from it every now and again. Like a w- just even if it's like three days. Put your phone down. Well, without technology, get your laptop like away. Without technology, we we couldn't be doing this. We People couldn't, be, couldn't this. be listening in all these different countries, and you know, you know what I mean. Anchor I itself. Actually, and I came across there on Facebook there the other day. There was a video documentary type thing about a sixty-seven-year-old woman, I think it was, and she was living in this cottage that her great-great-grandfather built. Uh, there was no electricity. She never got it installed. There was no heating. She ne- like she just had the kind of open fire. Um, she had no running water. She didn't have an indoor toilet. Um, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Like she had to get up in the morning. She went down, walked through a field. There was a spring kind of well. Uh, she'd collect her water to make her tea, come back up to the house to light her, to keep the house lit. There was like kind of, um, it was like candle type things up on the walls, all installed, all by her great-great-grandfather. Um, she'd light her fire to make sourdough bread. She, um, she had two different pots. She'd make up her mixture. She'd put hot coal on top of the lid and put the pot on top of the fire. It was like completely old. So I think you can live without technology. It is so important to just give yourself a break. Three days is not going to kill you. Yeah. It really, really to won't. To disconnect, man. Just just Dis- give disconnect. yourself some me time. Mm. Gather your thoughts. Like you're, you're constantly being forced information upon yourself every single day and you don't even realize it. You're picking up your phone. Average time you pick up your phone in a minute is something like, it's like 50 odd times. No, it's not. Sorry. That's in an hour. 50 odd times in an hour you're going to pick up your phone. Fuck. It's something like that. It's something ridiculous. I don't know. You can check it. But um, check that out, bro. 
Look it up. <laughs> Look it up, man. Look it up. <laughs> uh, well, we well, well that I think that could be another topic getting into like technology. That could be that could be a whole other podcast too, and artificial intelligence and you know where they're pushing you know where they're pushing us to go and yeah. But um, I'm gonna like because we went way way off their topic, but uh, mm-hmm. no, because yeah, because I went you were on about you know the impossible and Haiti, and then I was starting to go on about like the Haiti and Clintons and look like we'll get into that like, but but then we got into Black Mirror. Yeah, we did, we did. But I was bringing it back to what you mentioned to try and get me off topic about the Clintons and stuff uh-huh. was the haunting of Hill House. Ooh. Now the second <laughs> season, the second season I think is coming out like November. I think it's October. It's November, I think. Uh, the 17th? Yeah. Double check that. Double check it. But um, P- pull, pull that up, Jamie. Pull it up. <laughs> pull it up, Jamie. Check, check, check that, Jamie. Uh, but yeah, Haunting of Hill House. Again, I was on about the golden age of TV for, for a horror. How did you feel <sighs> watching that? Oh, fucking hell. But no, it was just the way it was done. As in, like the the cinematography, the soundtrack, the Every the, di- was the, a movie. the direction of it. Yeah, exactly. But this is what I'm saying. That in my opinion, we have been living through. I don't know. Have we reached the peak yet? Or we're in the middle of like the golden age of television. It is just. It's magical, man. It like, like I said, it's like one big massive fucking film, and it's just. And each episode's like a film, and again, it kind of. God, tri- We're kind of getting into that day and age now, where every episode is going to be a standard hour, anyways. Yeah, but no, yeah, that's true. But it could be an hour of bad shit, as in it can be poorly directed, it could be yeah. poorly shot, uh, bad acting. I'm on about these. I'm on about the likes of Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, True Detective. That first season, the acting, the writing, the, mm-hmm. the way it's shot, the, the the direction, the cinematography. You're just like, give me more. Yeah, what The Fall next. is another one. Everyone goes on about. I haven't personally seen it, but I know a lot. And I wh- yeah. from what I've seen. I can see the similarities with the fall, the way I it shot the like acting. Four episodes left. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched My it. My sister watched it, and I'm not gonna lie to you. She said she was hooked on it. She came up to visit us there the last um, like two weeks ago. Um, oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. you told her to watch it. Yeah, I told her to watch it because I was working. Uh, like I wasn't supposed to be working at the time, but I got called in. So I was like, right, okay. While I'm gone, here's something that I think you might like. She binge watched it in four days, and I tried to catch up with her in the end because I was season two, she was season one, and she ended up going home and she finished it in a day. And then she was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I finished the fall," and I was like, "Oh, what did you think of it?" And she nearly spoiled it. I was like, "By the way, I didn't see the end," and she was like, "To be honest with you, I wasn't too impressed with the end." She loved the entire, like, the entirety of it. But the ending, I think, disappointed her, whatever happened. And I still haven't seen the end, so um, that's maybe something to get onto the next time. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and finish it. I'm kind of switching between 3% and the fall at the moment. But that's what um, that, that, that TV show, uh, uh, and uh, Gillian uh, Anderson, too, that plays the female detective, is absolutely fucking oh, flawless. brilliant. She is but she's, amazing. A, she's a fantastic actress, anyway, yeah. or actor. Yeah, I think, I think actress. Uh, she's, well, no, I think they've done a, w- they think, you know, oh, an actor, I mean, right, yeah, okay. I think they've done a the whole okay. actress, actor, a fantastic actor. Um, she's brilliant in a lot of different films and and TV shows, but yeah, especially that she, I think she, uh, from what I've seen, she nails 
that fucking oh, yeah. character. That's yeah. she plays the detective inspector or some CDI, whatever. But uh, no, go, go, going she back, she is crime scene investigator. She, she's like the top one. Yeah, she's um, top yeah, dog. Yeah, she yeah, is, and she she plays that role very very well. Yeah. No more, as I was saying about uh, uh, Jamie jo- uh, Doran that plays the the serial killer in it. That's what got him. That was his you know, shot to fame or put him in the spotlight. I've, mm-hmm. You know, he, he played that serial killer, that character so well. That that's Do you that, know what? That's I what got him the role for, for um, uh, Fifty Shades Grey. Go away. So well, The it, Fall was directed before Fifty Shades. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. because when I... Right, okay. I watched Fifty Shades of Grey, number one. I wasn't really all that impressed. Um, didn't even bother reading the books. Uh then I went on to watch in the fall and Dave was like, Oh, do you know who that is? And I was like, To be honest with you, I haven't a clue who he is. I couldn't recognise him. I just knew that he was a good actor in that like I was like, Okay, he is a serial killer and he's going after blah blah blah. I'm not gonna spoil it on you. Um So the Fifty Shades of Grey was released as I think it was February twenty fifteen. Okay. And the fall Mm-hmm. premiered in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, RT1. On I'm going to twi- guess 2011. <laughs> I was going to say on the 12th of May. So what what, what year do you want to go for? 2011, please, sir. I know, we'll go 2007. I just like the number seven. Yeah, we'll, we'll st- st- stick with your first choice. It's f- Is it 2011? It's not, but it's far close than 2007. 2013. Yeah, okay. uh, it premiered on uh, uh, on RT1 uh, 12th of May 2013 and in the United Kingdom BBC2 on the 13th of May the next day uh, on 2013. Um, yeah, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. So yeah, but th- so th- that's what that's within what two years he went on to do the movie. Th- that's what I, that's that's what I'm saying. But you know, it's the Golden Age TV. He he was so he's so good in it. So he, did, he played the character so well. Um, it shot him to stardom. It uh it yeah it opened up the doors for him, and that's where he got the 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 role for Fifty Shades Grey. But again, we keep going fucking off topic. Not off topic as such. We're still on the uh, point of f- films and TV. But uh, ha- the Haunting of Hill House. So season two is going to be called The Haunting of Blind Manor. Yeah. And it will be released... November? No, boy. October. Yeah, boy. 13th. I think it's 12 now. Is it the 12th? I think it's October 12th. Uh, I had it here. I had it, I had it Googled. Uh, where did it go? Oh shit! Regardless, that was a serious, serious watch. It was. I couldn't believe it. So my mom, I think we were living. That came out in two thousand and I'm gonna say eighteen. We were living downtown at that stage. Uh I'm off. Look, I I actually fucked up. I fucked up. So uh, I was reading it and I seen tw- October twelfth. Uh, and I thought, oh yeah, uh, no, actually that 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 was the release date of the first. Season one. Yeah. Okay. October twelfth, twenty eighteen. I thought that it was, was 2018. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I thought that was the release date of the second season, the Blind Manor one. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong there. I it was not October. So, so when is the second season? Uh, man, I've, I've gone through that article there, and I actually can't see it. So uh, let me just put in the haunting of Blind Manor. 
Okay, let me see. Horn of Hell's TV series and yeah. 9th yeah. of October 2020. Ninth, yeah, 9th of October. Yeah, I was right, October. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty sure it was October. I'm really, really looking forward to it. When we were living downtown, uh, my mum came up to visit over Christmas, and I think you were away at that stage. I think we had finished this we did, TV at show this at this stage, stage yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, and we you really were mad to get her introduced to this TV I just show. She likes a little bit of a thrill. A little bit of a scare. She likes to get scared a wee bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she came up. We went out for dinner and she actually started to feel a little bit sick. But she powered on through. She didn't finish any dinner. She wanted to go for a drink to see a little bit of live music. We went and she still did not feel good. So I was like, right, okay, let's go back to the the apartment. Um, My little sister was there at the time. Uh, We had a bottle of wine there. So my sister and me, we split it. And we popped on the Haunting on Hill house. My little sister fell asleep in the chair. Um, because she was just wrecked. She's no, because the Haunting of Hill house is absolutely shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's she's just uh, she's anemic as well. She's very tired at that time, anyway. Um, my mom stayed up. I think it was four o'clock in the morning, and she was like, "Uh, do you want to play the next episode? Do you want to play the next one and the next one?" And I was like. You really, really like this. So eventually we had to go to bed and she went home the next day. And she's like, what was the name of that uh, show that we were watching? She went home and finished the lot. And I was like, right, okay, sweet. And ever since, I think it was last May, she's been like, when's the next one coming? When's the next one coming? And she's just been so, so excited. So I told her and I tagged her in a little post to say, oh, this is coming. Um she did a little happy dance so i'm really looking forward to maybe watching a couple of episodes with her seeing what she thinks of the next episode or the next season Mm. um you really really i don't know how you felt about the first season you started watching the first i think three episodes when i was working in the bar at the time so okay so i i am a fan of horror i do enjoy horror but it is it can be rare uh, because the the horror genre there is like a, a, f- a formula uh, that, that that they all go through and they all use, you know, with the scares. Uh, yeah, it can be. That's but that, that's the fault of of, of the films and the, the, some of the genres that are done. It's like overdone. Some of the you know the same old fucking story and they all yeah oh, okay. There's a couple of helpless teenagers and now oh, into the woods and oh no, some ones start dying and ah oh, and the girl and ah oh, just you can you can predict it because you've seen so many films with the same kind of you know as I said same formula. So it's it is refreshing and I do enjoy a horror that scares me. I yeah it does and you know that you know that I the film has done its job when you're scared. I when love getting scared. I thought you didn't like. It. I thought no. I thought. So like literally any movie that I watch, I literally look to be. I I don't want to sleep at night if I'm gonna watch a horror movie. That's the way. I, I okay. Be scared out well, no, of my well, no, skin. no, no, no. You do want to be able to fucking sleep, no. but well, no, th- again, I love that thrill. I like that just. The adrenaline that pumps through me, I'm just like, oh my god, like, there is somebody hiding in my closet. That's the kind of way I want to be left after watching a horror. If it, if I don't feel like that, that was not good. That's a fair. That's a that's a fair point. Um, well, that's uh, that's what I was gonna say. You know, a horror has done its job. <laughs> you know, a, you know, a horror has done its job when you're fucking, you know, 
scared shitless of her and you're just you, you exactly do, you know it's not his job and that's what it's meant to do so that's a fair point but still you want to be able to fucking have a like you want to be a little scared you're like scared and you enjoy the horror film and all the rest but still be able to kind of right. sleep too no? so but again if, if a horror's done that to you where you can't sleep at night then kudos you're gonna remember fair play yeah that's exactly it's been a it very good well compared to the rest i don't want to say it's been a very good film because you know everyone has different uh different different things scary yeah some people, people may so a, may a film that i a horror film i think might be a bit you know but uh it was all right but shit might have really scared the fuck out of someone else dependent dependent but yeah okay so i do love a good horror that can give me a good scare and the haunting of hill house man so I was working in a nightclub, well, bar, late bar at that time. And I used to get home until like six, half six, maybe seven in the morning. And that's when you'd be watching it because it was a Saturday night. So, yeah. So I remember <laughs> I, uh, I, I I got in, I think, three episodes in. And uh, yeah, because it, 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 it was <laughs> on Netflix, it, it, you know, it, star- it starts itself. You know, it's the next episode on Four. Yeah. <laughs> okay <And> then. <laughs> for, yeah. For before the fourth episode started, I just was like, "I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good." I felt so on edge. I felt so uneasy. I felt really creeped out. And it was the it was uh, the first time in a long time. I think the last film that really or the last any kind of horror that did that to me before that time was The Conjuring yeah, in the cinema. Yeah, I'd be the same. And I hadn't, uh, yeah, where I actually was like, because I was by myself in that apartment at late at night. It was like after fucking one or two in the morning. Bear in mind, where we were living was not the safest of spots either, were we? It was a little bit of a rough area. Yeah, but personally... It was known for being rough. Personally, for me, that did not factor in at all uh, for me being scared. It okay. Not a bit. No, no. For a for yourself, I can understand. Um, For me, definitely. Me, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch any horrors when I was on my own. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Again, because it was a bit of a yeah, you could say a little tiny bit of a rough area. Uh, known for you know, anyway, it's different fucking. That's thing. a different yeah. yeah that's matter. a different story. Doesn't matter. Um, but that didn't factor into me being uneasy or feeling <laughs> scared at all. Um, it was purely that. Fu- it was purely the 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 haunting the the show. And yeah, after three episodes, I went. To, I had to go to bed. Uh, I just and but like even going into the fucking bathroom and wash my teeth, I was just so on edge. Looking in the mirror and just like, I was oh just my God. and I was just <laughs> felt so on edge. And I just was like, that was a that this is a good fucking show. Yeah, it's a good fucking show for yeah. me to feel this. And I, but I knew it was good watching it, and because obviously I was hooked. I was like, oh, episode one, episode two, episode three, and like mm-hmm. I watched all in the. Yeah, and for me to stop and pause it and like before it went on to episode four to be like, yeah, I I'm I'm okay now. I I'm pretty fucking. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm scared. I am scared. I am scared. Yeah, yeah. For so yeah, it, it was yeah, it was very good. But so it's not only for the scares and like making you feel on edge and the suspense. But it at was that stage, it I didn't even hear of it. Like I came home and it was the next day or like two days later that you told me about watching it. You were like, okay, so while you were in work, I found a show you might like, and then I watched the first episode. I was like, ooh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But as I was saying, it was it wasn't only like for the scares. 
and uh, making you feel, you know, on edge and the rest of it. It was the w- it was the acting. It was the story. It was the way it was shot. It was the cinematography. Yeah, it w- oh, it just was really really good. Could you really imagine good. that was actually condensed into just an hour and a half of a movie? Exactly. Yeah. You see, there's so much more room for character development for exactly. you to you for you to relate so to the characters. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time, man. Big time. But uh, yeah, Haunted of Hill House. If you haven't watched that, I mean, do check that shit out. And it's done. It's all. You were talking about the second season's coming now in uh, October, a month now. Pretty much a month from now. Um, That's enough time to watch the first season. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? What? Oh, that that was. This is another thing about that show that I really, really loved. Okay, and this is just me personally. I love, I love films where, you know, you can dissect them. You can watch them. You can over watch them a couple of times. You know, but you you pick up on new things every time you watch it. You'll see a shadow in the dark that you, you didn't even see in, in the, the beginning. background of this on these on the on this TV show on certain episodes. I mean, you can see ghosts that are there and shadows and things that are hiding and and they're but gone. But you also and know the ending, so you can kind of piece together. Oh, right. Okay, so this is how that happened and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You could watch it like you could watch uh, Haunting Hill House at least I'd say three times. Yeah. And each each I'd each agree. time you're watching it, you'll pick up on uh, something new or something different. Um, especially in the background with the with the with the different ghosts and stuff. I yeah. I ri- I love that man. And even when you're there was a chill there. Yeah, but even yeah. when you're watching it for the first time, you, you might spot a couple. You might pick up but again the second and th- like even the it's third the same watch. As the Conjuring. You're picking up. Um, you're looking back on it and you're like, oh, right, okay. I see that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, for yeah. me anyway, Yeah, definitely. you might pick up. Well, like, I got The Conjuring pretty much now and I s- I've seen it a good few times but like, it wasn't now to the, to the extent where I was picking up on different things far more I, or there was more things going on, I think, in The Hunting of Hill House. Because again, they're, the Conjuring is cramming in a lot into like two hours or two and whatever. Yeah. Where Haunting of Hill House, as you said, each episode's an hour. They can, yeah. they can, you know... There's How more many episodes were they, like 12? I think so, yeah. I think. I think there's 12. But I was going to say, so the second season of Haunting of Hill House, uh, Blind Manor, well, it's similar to the way that the um, American uh, Horror Story. Yes, American Horror Story is done where they're using the same cast of actors playing different characters, Whoa. different roles in a different story. But again, it's like it's going to be the same sort of vibe. So when I heard that, I was actually kind of like, fuck, okay. Damn. Yeah, no, well, like, good. I think it's cool. It's a good thing. Cause because it's not going to lead on from what happened. To, like, you can only drag out a story for so yeah, long. Yeah, it refreshes up, yeah, changes exactly. it up. This is yeah. going to be a brand yeah. new, oh, shit, this is not going to let me sleep. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I cannot wait, especially that it's going to be released in October. Halloween is my favorite season. Yeah, you little spook. Yeah, you but do. Yeah, you no, absolutely I love, love. I got a black cat. Halloween, <laughs> I not. I have because uh, I have a little. Um, I have a little notebook beside me. Just you know, if if we are talking and like there's little like like pointers or uh, you know, topics that come up that you know, I'm letting Chase pick. I want to just write down to like I'll come back to that or whatever. 
I have written down, I had written down Hunting of Hill House, like when we were chatting, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we must go back to that. And the good thing I wrote that down because we actually got really sidetracked from Hunting of Hill House. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah, we yeah, kept yeah. meaning to go back to it. No, 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 no. But like during the conversation, we got down another road and we were like enjoying that <laughs> way, flow or whatever. And I, f- I flicked down at this at the copy and I seen, I was like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, we're on about Hunting of Hill House. I was able then to like go back. Was, uh, it's handy. But I had written down just below Hunting of Hill House, Gizmo. Gizmo. I had written That's down Gizmo. Kitty, we got yeah. a we got a little kitten, and he's here. He's actually here in the bunk bed, um, sleeping away there. He's a he's cutie. perched. Yeah, he's only like what three months? Is he four months? Three well, months? Well, no. Okay, so we have him for three months. Okay, now. we have him three months. How old is he? He is five months old. He's five. He's five months old. He's no he's way. Like, no he's wonder. No old. wonder we're looking at him. He's like, he's getting he's big. He's like a teenager. I was thinking he was three months, yeah. but that's how long we've had him. Yeah. He's five. Yeah. So we he got g- him in June, July? June. So July, August, September. Yeah. So that means we can get him neutered next month. Uh, No, actually, I have to get him neutered. I was talking to the... um that the last time I was down and it's December when I can get him neutered. Oh, December. December. So not six months. Not si- oh, no, sorry. So he was five weeks old when we got him. Yes. So he was four, almost four and a half months. It's nearly five months. Yeah, So, but isn't it not six months when you can neuter it, when you can get them neutered? That's what you said to me. You said six months. I'm just going by the vet. She said December. Right, okay. Okay, right, yeah, we'll go by the vet, but I'm nearly sure that you said the vet said six months. But, you know, in our case, it said December. Yeah, just, yeah, because, well, we... Yeah, so July, August, September, October, November, December, so that's when we got him, plus uh, five weeks. So probably November I could actually get him neutered. Right. But... Ah, sure. But sure, look, we can... He's a boy, so he's not going to cause too much trouble. No. And he's an indoor cat. We so. can we can leave the neutering for, for um, December for but a little... The poor boy. For, for <laughs> no, 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 it's going to be a little Christmas present for him. Oh, yeah? It's like, yeah, Gizmo, you, you, you Christmas is coming. <laughs> and you're Gizmo, not. Gizmo, come here. we got a little Christmas present for you now. Come into oh this cage. God bless him. He's been through a very long weekend. He went travelling with me from Donegal all the way home to Dave's home house, which is two hours from here. Roughly, the next yeah. yeah, so but I made it pretty quick. We left late at night, so I made it in an There's hour. There's traffic half. on the roads. Yeah, because um, usually we're about an hour and a half from here from Psycho Town, then from Psycho Town to my gaff, it's like forty minutes, thirty minutes. But then again with that new Motorway been put in. It's gonna k- take time off that again, you know. Yeah, very true. It's gonna be. But I don't think I'm minutes. gonna use that. I think I'm still gonna go through the back way. Yeah. I'm curious now. Th- after that motorway's done, I think the mo- the main motorway might might be quicker still. Possibly, but I I'm think it will more be. Of a country road girl, anyway. I like driving them kind of. Back roads. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm a back road girl. Um. But yeah. No, we got Gizmo. Um. Yeah, little black cat, and he, oh man, he's he is, a, he's a character. He his name is Gizmo because he's a little bloody gremlin. Since I met him, right, okay, for I was planning his whole move into the house. I think it was six weeks, wasn't it? I had all his stuff bought after two. Um, I 
The only thing that I didn't buy was his food, and that was it. The only thing I didn't buy was his food. Um, And I didn't want to name him for ages. I had maybe 12 different names on our list, and I was like, okay, this is cute, this is cute. Did all my research, put it up on Instagram. I was like, what should I name my kitten? And then I decided, no, I'm going to go buy whatever his character is. See what his personality is like when he gets into the house. And he was a little shit. And what you would call him is a little sham. Isn't that right, Dave? Ladies and gents, okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) So... We argued over this a little bit. No, well, let's just give give people context here. Sham is a a word and a a term and it's a slang word and a... It's just thrown around in, Do- in in Donegal, like oh well, well sham and that's also a Sligo word too. Um, I was growing yeah, up. I crack sham. I would have heard it far more up. Well, do you know actually no? I would have heard it the most in Ballyshannon. That's where I, that's where I really really kind of fucking think I first heard it was well yeah sham. But they say sham in a way looks like yeah like yeah yes, dude mate. how are you yeah buddy? mate man it's the same sort of like well sham yeah sham you know. So, uh, but it also uh, can mean like a knacker, like a, a, a fucking, you know, bad dickhead or whatever, like yeah. a scummy fucking person or whatever. And I just... This means like you're I a thought, lad. I thought, okay, I just thought that the, the calling the kitten Sham, I just thought it was a really yeah, good sham. name. No, no, no. <laughs> I just really <laughs> thought, I thought it was a really good name for a kitten. And not only me. A lot now. In fairness, Shelley, a lot of people did. When once I said, "Sham the kid," and they were like, "Really good." They were like, "Good." Uh, let me finish. They were good name for a cat. Now, 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 Shelley was in uh-huh. the in the in the in the in the in the realm of, okay, well, the girls all don't like the word. Okay, Sha- well, well, fair well, enough. Let, let me finish, man. I'm uh-huh. not finished. How many boys did you ask people? Hold of? on, hold on. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, in fairness, far more boys would have liked the word sham. But no, I did say to I said to mom, yourself, and your 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 sisters and your mother and a few other girls, you know, didn't like From the word sham. Well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they wouldn't have they weren't a fan of it at all. But a lot, like I said, there was a lot of males, but there was one or two females no, that there did was like sham, female, man. No, look, 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 sham. And I love her but the best. I met her. She's such a nice girl. Shelley. And I said it to her, I was like, you're the only girl who said <laughs> yes to sham. Cause I, because I had this running joke. I had a running joke with Dave. I was like, no, every female that I have met has said no to sham. And then... Of course, he had to go searching. <laughs> He's like, okay, there's there's one girl that does actually like the name Sham. And I was like, who? But then I got to meet her and everything. She's one of our friends, girlfriends. And I eventually got to finally have drinks with her. Such a dote. Um, yeah, she is. She's a, oh, yeah, my no, no, God. No, no. I literally, I had girl. to work at six o'clock the next morning and I stayed up until I think it was half two I just couldn't get enough of her I just wanted to talk to her all night mm. um, had a great time with her but she was the only one who liked Sham I was like damn it but like the only and uh, to be fair I like the name Sham and I'm not gonna right okay most people aren't allowed to know that but I like the name Sham but the only thing that's pulling me away from calling him sham was the fact that my cat is gonna live for how many years and i want this name to 
mean, so, well, not mean something, but like I want it to last, and I don't want it to seem silly in a couple of years or whatever. The Gremlins is a movie that I watched as a kid. I loved it. Again, that brings back the fear. When I was like a kid, that movie was scary. Um, and when he came into the house, he was a little shit. So I called him Gizmo. I really, really liked it. And I think it suited him, so. I know, no, Giz- Gizmo's well, a nice name. Yeah. But no, what I was saying, uh, you know, he uh, he's a little sham. He is a sham. That's what I'm saying. The way he goes on, it's like, you're fucking sham, you little fucking... I've decided to allow you to double Barra's name, didn't I? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, that, was, um, that was Austin. That was the Austin uh, mate of ours. Um, I say mate, but you know what? Because we've only got to know him in the last couple of, couple of mm-hmm. months and stuff, but... Um, I've talked to him a lot about like fitness and stuff over the last. But while. yeah, no, but Aust- Austin's a, I I re- I, d- I really do like Austin. Uh, yeah. And also, no, no, it's Dan as well. There's the, they come like you know the Austin. They're and a Dan. package deal. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, the two. Yeah. Um, I got I got got chatting Austin a bit more. Um, yeah, lovely fellow, but like same with Tara. Tara, his girlfriend. Like I shouldn't be saying names in the podcast. Well, fuck it, man. It's all good. Like you guys are gonna be famous one day. <laughs> There's something about being famous. The, 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 well, the, the reason I actually started up this because I had podcasts done there from like 2017, 2018, and I fell out of it then because, of, oh, like I said, I never really actually got into the re like, like, because a lot has happened since I started up this podcast again. You know, uh, I had to, I, I fell out of it because of college, moving house, looking for work, being unemployed, getting a job. It was so getting much has happened. Well, yes. Well, well, was getting the job. I was only the job in the, a year and a half before I got that promotion, man. Exactly. You excelled so quickly. You had a lot going on in your life. Yeah. You know? And well, you had trying a lot. Get, trying to get a degree too was a. Yeah. So along with like your new job and everything, there was a lot of new stresses that you had to overcome and stuff like that. So. Mm. You had to kind of adapt quickly into a new role, and then not only did you adapt into that role. You were hit by a pandemic, which nobody had experienced before. Not in that um, scale. Not in that company. Well, not n- like in. Well, that not just in that, that company, that but on that scale, but like uh, everyone, it was uh, we were we were living through such a precedent, like yeah, because nobody, we none of us have lived through this like before, and hopefully never again. But I, because I mean. Guys. It was very, very tough. And it still is. It still is. Yeah. We're getting off topic again. But, um, you know, I was saying, Austin Dan, two lovely fellas and uh, sound sound guys. I can chat away to Dan. Austin isn't really into football. I can chat again. Dan's a fucking United supporter, which is great. And he said it himself. He's like, Boo. no, no, no. But he was like, finally, he's like, I can converse and chat. Uh, and same as myself. He's a United fan because I'm surrounded by fucking Liverpool fans. I can hey. converse and chat to to somebody that's like mine that we can actually have a discussion and both be excited and you know just you know chat about United and stuff. Um, but I forget how we got onto fucking uh, how we got onto them Austin and fucking Dan and what were we saying? Gizmo. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So it was actually originally that was what it was. Austin was so the guy that said originally because I was saying it because that sham or whatever. He's like J- just just call him Gizmo Sham. Mm-hmm. I was like the, and I was like, and then he brought the idea to me. Yeah, and the, but, but what I loved about most was that you could call him Mister Sham. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. I know. 
to be fair, though. Because I his first name's Gizmo, his I, second name's Sham. Mr. Yeah. Sham. Mr. Gizmo Sham. But I had one where, like, we have to use the name Gizmo for the next, for the first while. Just for him to kind of get used to that sound coming from our mouths or whatever. I know cats don't actually, use, like, learn names, but they do know sounds. So when you're saying, like, ah, 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 he knows, okay, that's bad. And you say, Gizmo, get down. He knows, okay, shit, I'm going to I'm gonna get down from here because yeah. if I don't, I'm... I'm gonna get a slap. But it's it's you your know, t- like it's it's the tone of voice. It, yeah, of it's the course, tone of, of voice course. that that the animals pick up. No, no more than dogs. Like Scampy might like our pet dog knows like it's the tone of voice mm-hmm. that you say things that they, they know. They know if you're angry, yeah. they know if it's you're a, yeah. happy. It's, you know? it's the it's the tone of voice that you're like you're loud, but you're angry. I want him to be kind of introduced when I come into the house and like, Gizmo, how are ya? And just just where are you, baby? And that's what I say, and he comes running straight towards me or whatever, and he hears the sou- sound of my keys. Like well, he may, I, he may no, not no, give hold on, hold on now. This is a cat we are talking about. He hears the door open to any fucking man, woman, or child, I and he know, comes yeah, running into the like door. Because it, it was funny I'm the other night, because like, I, I, do, I do the hide and seek and with, with Gizmo, or like go kind of like chasing after each other, and I go hide, and he comes trying to find me, and then I'll, f- and then I'll jump out and scare He's him, and he goes, he goes running away. But uh, the, other, the other day, I was trying to get his attention for hide and seek, and I was right beside the front door and I was there for, for a wee while going, you know, and then trying to get him, Gizmo and you know, trying to get his attention. And he was around the corner. I, I just, just, just occurred to me. I was like, all I have to do is open the front door, open it, close it and, and he'll come running. And yeah. And he did. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I turned around, literally all I did was open the door, close it and up and next thing I heard the bell come running and then and then he seen me like from the door, like coming from the door and then I, I ran upstairs and then he ran upstairs and so uh, I'm just not, I'm not shooting down your shit, but uh, you're saying, oh, here's my keys. It's like, no, he, he, you open the front door, the cat's going to come running anyway. Yeah, of course. Of for course. a dog, for a dog, I do think that shit's different. No, it's not that, no, no, no. I'm not saying, well, I'm not saying they, they care do. more. They're so excited uh, to see their best friend come back into the door. They're their master, whereas the cat thinks that they're the master and you got to... Maybe. I, I do think dogs are a little bit more intelligent too. So, yeah. like, for no example, my dog... In a way. My dog, like, our... D- well, it's just, you know, my dog, or like, my parents' dog, our dog, and a lot of dogs can... Th- they can hear the the car coming mm-hmm. when it's you know it's not even near yet, but they but they can already like you know you know when dad's coming home like I oh, like when you're back home and younger and the ears scampy sta- and scampy would just he'd, he'd sit up and then you kind of listen you'd hear in the distance you'd hear in the distance of the car and you're like must be dad or must be because the way the dog the way the dog stands up mm-hmm. and looks and he's like. <gasps> Excitement! Oh, oh, they're 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 coming! They're coming! They're coming! And he just knows. He just yeah. knows. Yeah, and yeah. it's same for like you know if you're it, as dogs pick up that way. I say with the cat. I always wanted a dog, but like I don't think at the moment a dog be very is a it. big responsibility, yeah. and uh, you know it needs space. It need like the setup there. Scampy has at the home house is fabulous. A fucking one. A one and there's he's always the someone well there. Yeah, but there's everything. no, but yeah, there's that too, and there has a lot of space and all the rest of it. But there's all one, there's always someone there. There's always, and I am a believer of the dog that, you know, if you get a dog, it's. <sighs> to That's coop- why my family never let us have a dog was because 
there was too many hours in the day that the house was empty. Yeah, but to coop up the dog and you know you it's cruel. You're always working. You know, it's the dog. Do you let them it's outside? The Do you dog. The dog is Do meant to be outside. Well, not outside, but the dog is meant to be. You know, yeah. You know, have space to run, have a bit of freedom, be in and out and whatever. But still, the, someone's in and about and around, and not to be locked inside and kept away. Because you have to do that now. It's not that I'm giving out to owners or anything like that. Keep dogs inside when they're away at work, and you know, shit. You know, shit has to be done. You have to get your monies. You have to pay the bills. You have to go to work, and you have to. You have to leave the house, and it's it's the fear of the dog getting either running away or more so now, getting, getting robbed stolen. and taken. Here in Ireland, you know what I mean. A very big problem going on at the moment. There's during there's lockdown, this thing during lockdown, during lockdown. This yeah, really, this really came. Going on where it's like a dog. Um, it's like they're stealing dogs and they're putting them in and they're training them for dog fights. It's so so sad. Can you bet? Like on, can you bet on them? You bet on them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, 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 where's the dog fights? There's actually I heard of two of my friends' dogs have actually been. Uh, well, they have been approached themselves, and they're like, because they're pit bulls and they're like Rottweilers and dogs, like, but they're such babies. The way that they've been brought up, they are not vicious. In the slightest, they've grown They're up. They're not fighting in dogs. They've been brought up in houses with babies. But where are these okay. fights? Where, 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 where can I find these dog you fights? You can get them here in Donegal. I want to throw some bets on the dog fights. Stop that! <laughs> We're gonna have a fight. I was only messing, man. I'll fight with you. I'm gonna win. Who, who wants to take bets on me? And that's Dave what I was leading up to. I was like, where are these? Where are these? Where are these no, fights? Where are these dogs? That's like, that was like, and you got like pure serious. So I was like, okay, I'll let you chat. But like, I was pure going, waiting for like the whole like. You want to bet s- on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just absolutely, mm-hmm. just messing. Like <laughs> for people that listeners that don't know, okay, and like people that listen that are friends. Dave's sarcastic. Was, it's not that I'm sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not. Th- it's not that I'm sarcastic. Oh, I am. I am. I can be, and that's my, my sense of humor. But I am a riser. I do yeah. like to get a little bit of a drive. No more than my brother with the Chelsea yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. And you know, he was a United supporter, and you know, how dare you turn. You trader, and he's like, I was eight years old, and it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You're a fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the same that I was just, I'm just, uh, this way. I'm just trying, I was just literally just trying to get yeah. rise out. Yeah, I was like, set up, it's like, where are these? So, what, what, this dog fights? Where? I want to throw some, ba- tell me where this no, is. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I absolutely do not condone that shit at all. I really, going back to reality, like, like really, my friends have actually been approached and they were like, oh, we'll give you this much. Yeah, for, for their, dog. for their pit bulls, for because they dog. look vicious or and they look angry and they look like a fighting but dog, but they no. Did, no, they pick them up when they're puppies. This is when my friends have been approaches when yeah, they were young. Yeah, of course, young. you get them when you're and young. Then they get them when what you're do they do? And I, I literally, I listened to them and I actually I started crying when I found out exactly what this woman was telling me. She said they put them into cages and they like they still start poking them, prodding them, making them aggressive, making them snap back at you for like doing anything. If you look at them, they're gonna get vicious and snare at you and this kind of stuff to the point where they are literally barking and saliva's dripping down onto the ground. They are so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then some of them just are not as lucky. They paint them, they put on a green stripe, whatever it is, they spray paint them and they throw them into a ring and they put on whatever money they want and whatever dog wins, they win, they go on to the next round to a stronger dog. Um, 
unfortunately, the loser goes into a bin because they've died. And it, I, I literally bawled my eyes out when I found out. Like it, it was heartbreaking. I couldn't. Yeah, it, it is shocking. It is shocking. You know, it's like, it's like, how would you feel you through like two fucking kids into a fucking pit to fight? Like, do you know? That's that's the Hunger Games. Again, okay, again, as I said earlier on, with in time, about you know that's where they wanted to go. What they want to control your money. It's in a chip, and you know that's your be all end all. Mm -hmm. And if you run out your money, you're gone. And there's so much more control. But excuse me, sorry. But with the Hunger Games as well, man. Everybody knows what the Hunger Games is. What the trilogy movie. With Cadmus um, Everdeen fighting for District Twelve, I believe. Like there, there's no, no, thirteen no. It's districts it's and all that. District Twelve, not like the 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 best. No, District Thirteen is the best, and it's underground. Oh. It's hidden, but um, get under it's underground. It's underground. And oh, uh, and in an underground uh, military base, by any chance? Um. Well, yeah, it's been developed over many, many years. Um. Und there was uh. What What was her name? The president. She huh? Silver hair. Uh, District thirteen doesn't even matter. But like, it, it was just a whole outlook on the Hunger Games. How there was segregation. Everybody was put into their own kind of work zones. There was the farmers. There was the coal miners. There was the um, the production of clothing and all that kind of... There was 13 different things, different districts that they all had to work on. And each district had to volunteer to a boy and a girl. Two volunteers or two... Uh, what, what would you call them? Nominees? I don't know. Like, they were voted... or Well, they were picked from a hat um, to go and fight to the death. And what was this for? Like, what what did it do? Oh, they got a little bit of food at the end of it. They got to travel. They got to train the next ones that had to do the whole process all over again. That's what that was. And you know what? That may not be far off. That might end up happening one day where the elites are living in. It comes into 3% as well. Like, I know you haven't seen it, but you have, like, the division. You have the elite. You have the higher up living the great life getting everything handed to them and then you have the bottom you have the ones scraping for everything they're they're literally growing their own food they're they're stealing their own food they don't have electricity they have to come up with all these li different little hacks of living do you know <laughs> that's that's exactly what it was yeah. in those two different um well there was an episode uh, or um a program and a movie that's what it was. So, oh, I don't know. Like it, it, it could be a little bit of a. But man, like as I was, it as could be reality where they as I was do saying, lock us up yeah. and segregate yeah, us. Yeah, and yeah. Like as I was saying, within time, you know, they're putting these things out there, and 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 you know, Hunger Games, I think, is another one of them films where possible. They're yeah, but they're 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 putting that idea out there. They're it's a predictive program and. It's, it's, it's shown thing like showing people how like oh, damn it, the way they want it to be, or the way it could go, or the the future. Like, I'm telling you, man. There's f some of these films 
the hot, especially the Hollywood blockbusters and all them ones. Especially when you start looking, like I said, we mentioned it earlier on, Out of Shadows. When you look at Out of Shadows, Hollywood and the film industry and control, uh, MK Ultra brainwashing, and again putting things out there and uh, like to. As I said, man, I don't know. There's far more to these films than meets the eye. Personally, that's how I feel. And I think The Hunger Games is, is hey another look, one. We could be wrong as well. We, oh, we look, could be as I said, this is how, as I said there, this is how I feel. I'm not saying honest, this is, this yeah, is, this exactly. is it. This is how I look at them, how I feel, the way I look at the world it's now. It's getting to a point like, where you mm, really, really would not be surprised. And again, it could happen. Yeah, exactly. Again, it could. But like I said, I I think they are losing. And this is why everything's going so tits up and madness. They are they are like a rat of back they're they're backed up against the wall. When you have an animal backed up against the wall and it's in its last moments and it knows it knows it's 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 coming, like the debt it's it could end any minute. They are going to bite the fucking hardest then. And this is what's happening now. They are hitting society so fucking hard now because they are in they panic have mode. One way of they're yeah, yeah, but they're they're in panic fucking mode. They are at their they are at their wits end, and they are trying everything and anything now, everything and anything now, to divide and conquer, With to their fucking their cause stuff. yeah, oh yeah, to yeah. cause absolute mayhem, panic, disruption. Uh, especially against Donald Trump. Uh, there is serious, serious changes for, like, uh, see that um, documentary on Epstein on Netflix? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fil- uh, they fil- literally fil- do nothing but try to diminish Donald Trump's existence and, like, how... And his association but, with... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but then you go and you research and you see exactly what he is doing. What What's the name of that um, bunker that reads back uh, Deep State? Um, oh, it's... it's uh, Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got into this with Michael. Did you? Yeah, I did. We're at Guantanamo Bay and originally Barack Obama, you know, before he, before he, f- he finished his stint as president... Uh, one of the last things he did was he was closing down Guantanamo Bay and getting rid. And everyone was like applauding this. It was great. And then Trump comes in and completely does the absolute opposite. O- opposite. And says, no, 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 no. We're, 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 we're building. We're constructing. We are expanding Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, we are not, we are not closing it down. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And uh, he th- in the uh, there was images on Google Maps where you can see the before and afters of Guantanamo Bay, and from where it was it when Barack was in huge. office, yeah, yeah, and before he left, when Trump's in office now, and you look at the, it has expanded, but it, oh, the name it's, like it's massive. Okay, so if you go onto Google, you have a wee look, and you check up the size of Eswich. It's one hundred one no sorry it's one thousand meters long, and it's four hundred meters wide. Okay, so if you look at that in aerial point of view, that's pretty big. Forget about what happened there. The size. You go back to the um, Guantanamo. Uh, what you call Gu- it? Gu- Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. You go and you have a wee look at the air aerial view after the expansion 
there really, really isn't that much difference in size. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is very, very similar. So if you actually take into consideration the amount of people that were held in our switch compared to the amount of people that are uh, about to be held in Guantanamo, what? Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. Um, I don't know. It just gives you shivers down your spine. It just... There's something coming. It is ready. It's build it like it. It's it's getting there. Mm-hmm. We're coming into the year of the Aquarius. People are getting informed. We People already are. No, we already or are. We in are in the year. Yeah. We are We've in the year of the Aquarius. Yeah, man. So people are coming more aware and I can actually see it on a daily basis. I'm seeing and I'm talking to different people. I'm working down in the gym now. So like I'm getting different kind of outlooks on people coming in and they're chatting about COVID and all that kind of stuff and they're saying oh it's bullshit or yeah I believe in it blah blah blah. Mm. I'm getting a lot lot of different outlooks. People are looking at the likes of Trump. What's going on? What is he doing? What is he actually doing to like be good? What is what what's he doing to help humanity? He says he's gonna make America great again. What's Biden going to do? He's going to pass over his allegiance to Hillary. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to get his presidency, if he gets elected, for what, maybe six months. And then he's like, okay, Hillary, you can take over now. And then everything that's going to be done that people are like, oh, Trump is bad, Trump is bad. Everything is going to be done anyway. And Hillary's just not going to tell everybody about it. Trump is an open book. Like, there is no hidden secrets. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know about Harry coming in. Well, she could if, 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 if Joe... See, this is the thing. His vice president, Joe's vice president, is Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris, again, is a rotten egg. You know, no more than Hillary. Um, but I, I could see... I could see it, man, where... They, they they somehow get Hillary in because of Joe's condition, or they make Joe out to be whatever man. And but again, like right. So you look at the difference between Trump. He's making the the Guantanamo Bay a lot larger. He What's has Hillary going to do if she gets into it? She's going to completely abolish it. She's going to get rid of it completely. Gone. Right. No more. Okay. Word of it. Can I just say because uh, a lot of people do well. well See Hillary as, you know, the good guy. And look, you know, on paper, on paper, Hillary Clinton looks legit. Hillary Clinton looks like, you know, she's all for the charities and all for the human trafficking. And she's all for supporting, you know, all these good causes. And it's all a fucking farce. It's all a facade. It's all there for show to look like. To look, because when I'm you Dad, I never, never supported her. I just good. thought there's there is something about her that just you didn't, yeah, it didn't sit right with you. Yeah. Didn't sit right. Yeah, with I was you. like, okay, she's she says she's doing this, she says she's doing that, but what else? What else is she doing behind closed doors? And then it comes out with the whole emails. What happens with the emails? Oh, yeah. they're completely abolished. Oh, gotten rid of pizza, hot dogs, all this kind of stuff. Again, this is literally something that is not talked enough mm. or talked about enough. Yeah. Again, myself and, Mick, uh, myself and Mick went into this, and I actually read the the the, the email out on the podcast from Hillary to uh, to Barack. 
I can't understand about, about, how people about are the just pizza about the pizza arrangement. I thought we we're going to be a bit more, you know, uh, secretive, secure about this. And as your friend, and as you know, I, I can find the I can find the email again on on my phone and read it to you. But like, I, there it is on that podcast mm-hmm. at Mick. I do mention it, um, uh, but you know, Trump, because we went on about the Epstein documentary and stuff. And you know, th- you know, Trump is try. He is in that documentary portrayed in such a light, or they're trying to make him out to be, you know, in with the gang, with you know, with. But like, the way I look, the way I look at this, okay, personally, with Trump, back then was, I feel that Trump was an insider from the beginning, as in that. I think he's pre- Will you look back to that old age book that was written from his great ancestors? Oh, book. wow. Like, if you okay. bring that into yeah, the equation, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're just like, mmm, this is literally. Again, this is, this, this is in, this is in the Cabal, uh, the Fall of the Cabal documentary. And there, there is a, there's one or two books written back in the 18th century. So, like, no, no, it's not 18th century, it's like the 1800s. It's like 18 something. 1889 or 18 something right and there's two books and there's one of uh it's called baron trump's um great adventures and baron is actually the son of donald trump and in that book he is guided by his friend don to russia to go to some like time traveling portal and stuff and and then there's another book like the sequel to the book uh, to over Baron Trump's great venture, it's called the Last President. Man, and uh, like the coincidences here are just—it's just—it cannot be, man. It cannot be. Eighty nine three was Baron Trump's marvelous adventure, was it? That was. Um, and then the last adventures pr- of yeah. little Baron Trump. Little yeah. Baron Trump, yeah. Adventures yeah. of little Baron Trump, and Baron, as I said, was is is Donald Trump's son, and Baron's IQ level is ridiculous, extremely intelligent, highly like I mean, he is a smart, smart guy. A very, 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 very uh, well versed uh, into computers, into hacking, all that kind of stuff. Technology, very oh man, like Baron. Yeah, oh, we can go into Baron Trump. Um, but the sequel to that book was called "The Last President." The Last President, and again mentions Trump, features Trump. His offices in that book, right? His offices are on Fifth Avenue. What else is on Fifth Avenue? What else? Go on, surprise me. Surprise the listeners. Go on. Trump Towers. Of course. Is on Fifth Avenue. Now, in the in, in our lifetime, Fifth Avenue in, I think it's in New York, it has... Uh, Trump Towers and the last president too who is the last president's right hand man in the book 
guy called Pence. Oh. Pence. Oh, no. Yes. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But Mike Pence is 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 in Trump's, you know, cabinet, is in his office and could be considered to be one one of many of his right hand men. But getting back to Trump, because we mentioned you mentioned the Epstein documentary. Mm-hmm. They kept on putting them down and they kept on trying to make him seem like the bad guy when really is he is he like to be fair, once you go and you do your research and you see exactly what he is doing, yeah, he's done some things, but like, if Hillary had won that election, she would have been doing the exact same things, but you wouldn't have heard about it. Um, I believe he's an open book to a certain extent, and I believe that he does want to make America great again. And not only does he want to make America great again, he wants to make the world great again like this this expands into the european union as well like it's it's sickly what is going on behind closed doors and nobody's talking about it yeah there are protests coming up and like the likes of la the likes of what was england and there was one other place as well was it italy Italy, yeah. It yeah. was Italy, was it? Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of protests going on about... Oh, Berlin, Berlin. 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 There were a lot of protests going on. Million, thousands, maybe millions of people showing up. All the protests. Where have all these children disappeared to? Nobody's talking about it. Why isn't the media talking about it? Like... You hear about Madeleine McCann. That's one child that went missing, and she's still talked about to this day. Yeah. What about the millions of other children that are going missing throughout the year? What about them? Where's their story? How many? What about the people that haven't even been registered? What about the people that? What about the babies that have been born into this kind of, this kind of life that literally have no name and they're just. I I don't mean to get really really deep into this, but like, what about the ones that have been offered up? And I'm sure from listening to a couple of Dave's previous episodes, you might have talked about Adrenochrome. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got into it. We we touched on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, myself and Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I I think it's sickly. Like I really really I can't understand how. There, there's been previous presidents that have been all for it and they're going towards it and they're like, yeah, okay, it's going to give me young, it's going to give me more power, it's going to give me this, it's going to give me that. But how many presidents, apart from JFK and Trump, have actually stood up? How many of them have actually gotten away with it? How many have actually stopped the what we call elites? Fuck all. Fuck all. Absolutely fuck all, but what um what I was gonna gonna say there was you know with Trump and stuff um you look at Trump coming into office, Harvey Weinstein gets mm-hmm. taken down, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein is gets taken down, Gone. Gisling Maxwell gets taken Gone. down, 
and all these kids being saved. Now, it was, it was a very well-known secret about Epstein. It was. It was a very well-known secret. As I say, I say secret. It was a very well-known secret about Harvey Weinstein and his going-ons. You mean to tell me, okay, that, you know, this has been going on for a long time, that the Clinton administration, when Bill Clinton was president, did not know about this, that when George Bush was in op office, that he and his administration did not know about this. You mean to tell me that oh, President Obama and his administration did not know about Epstein, did not know about Ghislaine Maxwell, and did not know about Harvey Weinstein? Don't kid yourself. Exactly. They not only fucking knew and didn't... They were part of it. Exactly. Now, again, look at We are not coming to our th these conclusions by ourselves and just pulling this out of a hat. There is research. There a is lot. information and plenty of evidence to s <laughs> to for you to come to this conclusion. You know, to you make know, to make an educated. Yeah, but look, look. At the end of the day, look. This is our you can. This is our opinion. Like people can go look at this information and find it, Shelley, and think it's absolute think, yeah, utter okay. bullshit. At the end of the day, look, it's everyone's opinion. It really, really is. And like I says, we're not the type of ones that want to be like, you know, Push ramming it. this, yeah, ram this down your throat. And this is right. And this is how it is. And if you don't think this is where it is, then you're fucking wrong. And it, mm. No, 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 no. And if you feel like, like I, I really hope it don't come across like that at all. It's just from what I have researched and what I've seen and what I've found. It's this is the, this is the conclusion that you, that you reach, man. It's just staring you blank in the face, like it's just what hidden in plain sight. Yeah, you know, it's you know. Um, again, like I says, the Bush administration, they uh, and the Clintons and uh, Barack Obama knew. It's like I said, Trump comes in all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after the years of this, and like, like I said, it's like fuck it. It, it was such a well-known secret, or you know, about Harvey Weinstein and the abuse and the actresses that had to do things to get certain roles and and again with Epstein and again with um uh oh, who's the other one I was saying there? Epstein. Oh and Ghislaine Maxwell. It was well known knowledge, man. But it's only now it's coming to the surface of the mainstream media. It's only now that these fuckers are getting well arrested you could say well harvey's doing his time again harvey harvey is squealed harvey has given information his 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 sentence got s fucking cut down from something like i know was it like 50 40 years down to like 23 or 27 because the man has squealed he has given information and he has given them what could have helped them get epstein could have helped them get Maxwell, but look, mm -hmm. look, the good is coming. These arrests are happening. The children are being saved. I believe there is a lot, a and, lot. But of this good is coming. This is coming from President Trump. None of the other Democratic. No, but none of the other Democratic. Like you're chatting about Bush, Clinton, Obama. They're all Democrats. Not like this. None of this happened on the Democrats. 
none of this child trafficking uh, got you dropped see the as figures. much. Once you yeah, look, at once you look into the figures, yeah, we when is this? Yeah. Like foreign trafficking came into office, and again, I mentioned this in our previous episode with Michael about when Barack first came into office. There was like there was as three thousand something either tr- children that was trafficked a month or a year. I think it was I think it was a year. He comes into office by the by the time he leaves office and now he does two stints, remember, right? Eight years. By the time he leaves office, we're up up onto fifteen thousand fucking children being trafficked. From three thousand all the way up to fifteen fucking thousand. Now, Trump comes in and he's done four years. Trump comes in, he's taken it down from fifteen thousand down to five thousand and something. And there's in you know there's there's clips of him saying we've 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 brought child trafficking down by ninety six percent ninety six percent can you believe it can you believe it honestly and the amount of children that are rescued I'm telling you guys it's it's not it's not a made up bull like bullshit fucking we're not narrative just grabbing this from the sky like that's what Michael said too we exactly we're not ju- and we're not doing this to be <laughs> like yeah we're, 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 we're not doing just, just, just to have a different view or to be you know uh, a pure you know uh, there's controversial always, yeah, there's always a reason behind what we talk about and there's always it's not just one article it is multiple sources exactly multiple sources you're, you're making sure you know yeah. what the hell you're talking about before, before you go you all in and you start yeah. you start coming out and saying this publicly before you make your decision yeah but but, but, but but no but before you really start coming out and really like saying this is what i believe and this is how mm-hmm. i feel and getting and saying this information because you are going to be met and as as i have and i'm sure you have shelly and you know michael has too Met with, you know, people that, you know, will absolutely think and fight for the government. Not the government, but the mm-hmm. system. The system. My th- mother, for one, like, I showed her the video of a little boy climbing out the window of Bucket- Buckingham Palace. Yeah. She couldn't believe it was real. I was like, how... How can just because it wasn't on BBC News? Yeah, the TV didn't that, tell you. Is that why you think it's just fake? Like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no problem. Outside of hours, they decided to like reenact some little boy nude. By the way, maybe twelve years of age, t- thirteen. Like he, yeah, he, he teenager, was early teens, teens, teens. Yeah, he was only a baby. Like, um, he. He himself tied numerous kind of bed sheets. I don't know what yeah, the hell it was. Yeah, me and Michael and went on this night. Dropping yeah. it. I, I, my my mom. I I actually ended up. That was a difficult discussion for me to have with her. She just genuinely she thought I was living in the clouds. She she didn't believe that that footage was real. I was like, do you know what? You can't you can't force information down somebody's throat yeah. they believe what they want to believe yeah yeah the truth is coming do you know like it is very much on the way we are living through it this is history mm-hmm. being written mm-hmm. our great-grandchildren are go- our grandchildren from the state like they will be asking us how was it living through all this what did you do and what are we gonna say we sat down on the couch and we did nothing or we got up and fight. Yeah. 
hundred percent, Shelley. You, 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 I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, a lot of this too. I, I do think that too. I'm like, you know, I really think we're living through a, such an important time in history, an important moment in our lifetimes, where it will be looked back on mm-hmm. from our kids, from our fucking grandkids. You know, mommy, daddy, granny, granddad. What this were you doing? What were you doing? Or what? 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 What was going on this time? Or how? How was it to live? I, and in I, this I generation? yeah, and I don't want to be the one to be like, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a lie. I thought it was all a fucking conspiracy. I thought it was all bullshit. Or I sat on my arse knowing this shit and not doing anything or not saying. I want to be say, well, you know what? I was trying my best. I was saying this stuff to people. I was. I was putting I was trying that my best to get it out I was put I was pl- I was putting out little bits of research or information to people to try and see can I get them researching themselves and coming up with their own clues. I was doing podcasts. I was putting things out there. You know, um this is the other part of it, what I about what I feel about this information is it's important to, to uh, I feel it's important to get out there to 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 you know, give a different perspective, give a different in, give give a different insight to what we're being told and what the mainstream is. And like I says, when you look into this and the research, uh, you know, it makes uh, it, it makes sense to me. It really does, and it, no, it's not just me. <sighs> you know, it, it it's it, a it's a very hard pill to swallow. And speaking of pills, like you've got the red pill and you've got the blue pill, yeah. whichever one you want to take. Google that shit. Like, I swear to God, this you're going to be very, very surprised. Like, don't, you wanna yeah. either don't just take our word for it. Go and research what we're telling you yourselves. Now, I've said about Google and, 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 and the, the war on information mm-hmm. and being censored. You make up your own mind. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, you know, you can use the Google search engine, but, like, use alternative search engines because you'd be surprised what won't come, up on, won't come up on Google and what will come up on these alternative search engines like DuckDuckGo and there's other ones as well. But, yeah, not Get just Google. Bit, oh, BitChute, yes. Get on to yes, BitChute. Yes, yes, yes. BitChute, BitChute uh, has a lot of the people on uh, YouTube that have got demonetized or have got absolutely censored or taken off of YouTube for their views, for their 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 outlook on life, have gone to bit you, and that's where the videos can be found, and a lot of stuff can be found. Again, the 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 full uh, the cabal. If you can't find that on YouTube or out of shadows, you can bet your bottom dollar you can find that shit on bit you. It will it will be there, it will be there. And I'm looking at the time here, Shannington, and it's three fucking hours and forty seconds, man. I think holy I am ready for my lava. shit. No, if anybody doesn't know what lava is, that is my bed. I am ready for it. You're ready for bedtime. It's been nearly 24 hours. Guarantee, like, give or take, I have taken a two and a half hour nap or whatever it was throughout the day. But still, I have been awake a long time. Yeah, same. The same. I've been awake a long time too. Oh, oh man, it's 20 past four in the morning. 4.20, boy. Go away. That's the sign. It's 4.20. <laughs> it is 4.20. No, it's a sign to go to bed. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's a sign to go to bed. <laughs> Four twenty in the morning. It's you know, it's the, it's the hour to go to bed and sleep. It's the golden hour. It's the golden hour. 
The golden hour. Talking about the golden hour. There's a golden three hours. Shelly, thank you so much for coming on and joining me on this here. episode. I am so, so glad that you had me on. Well, I had to. Pleasure. Like I said, no, I have, like, your name has cropped up so many times throughout, like, the podcast and different episodes of Shelly and Shelly been mentioned this and Shelly mentioned that. And even your, your like I said, uh, the episode, episode with Mark, your dad was mentioned. And I, no, what well, was your dad being mentioned was I compared him to Mark as in his passion for football, like Mark's recollection and memory of football games. Like he said, you could go back five, 10 years and Mm -hmm. pick, pick any fixture, any fixture out of the premier league season. And he can tell you the score, the people that's the people that the players that scored in the game, what happened in the game, the controversy. Yeah, exactly. And Mark's the same because he's, because they both have such a passion and no more from me with my music. And I said, I can compare it to like knowing albums. You can tell me an album, what year is released. I can tell you the names of what's on the album, how many tracks are on the album and all the rest. No more with my, you know, alternative views and and perspectives I'm passionate about. So I retain it so much easier or better. Mark and Park are the same with football. They absolutely love and adore it and, you know, they can just retain that shit so much better. But no, Shelley, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to be on. And we had a great chat. We, just, we It went so many different, like, directions, but, like... We didn't even get to half the topics. No, I but we didn't even... Like, we like beforehand, we wanted to, like, try and have some sort of, like, little bit of a structure of what we're going to talk about. And we had little bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but the stuff we went in and talking about, we were just off the cuff. We just were going into stuff and it was just, it flowed so well. And I told, like, Shelly was like, I'm not able to be puck. Shelly, you, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You this are so able time, to chat. Yeah, way, I know guys. it is. But I think you're a natural. Please you, don't you, uh, judge me too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, personally, I, and I think you are, same as Michael as well. You, you, you're just you're able to converse and you're able to chat about different things and you can you can you can take a conversation instead of it letting go dry you can guide it and you can go to down different routes and you know it I, I just think you're very well suited to doing podcasts and I think compared to when you look at the episodes before my first few episodes where I was doing it by myself I could run into like little you know Little standstillers. Yeah, exactly. Where I kind of run out of things to say, or I, you know, and it's so good to have like people on. You can converse and chat, and if it is, and I, I just, I just that little bit of help when you start. Not just help, but it keeps the conversation fresh, yeah. and it's just I think it's better. It, I, I just think you, you, you're well suited to having you know chatting, going on a podcast and chatting, and, and maybe I'll get on next time to chat about what I have written down here beside me. Well, I, what I really you covered to you, you covered a little few bits yeah. that were that were that were written down. But the main, you. like the main thing that I did want to get onto was mental health and how. But that's a whole podcast in itself, yeah, though. It exactly. is mental health is such a massive we broad to topic. It. Yeah, it is, and uh, that's again that's an idea for another for another for episode. Another yeah, a hundred percent. Maybe you get to hear my voice again. But from Shelley's um, from Shelley's um, uh, perspective of going through lockdown and 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 uh, your mental health was a little bit knocked and a little bit affected mm-hmm. and getting around that and getting into exercise and fitness again and it took 5 months of being locked up in a house and then eventually yeah. using my qualifications to get back into the gym and stuff like again, that. We so I will get back into yeah, talking about Yeah. We will. About it. Again, we started this podcast with yeah. that and then we just went down all these little nooks and crannies yeah, yeah, and exactly. just we just like sh- like we did we just were sitting here shooting the shit. Like I've boyfriend, girlfriend, as as mates, as best life. mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just we're just we're just having some good convos, conversations. And look, guys, 
I just want to say I really appreciate anyone that's listened to this and listened to it this far. We're like we're three hours and five minutes in. Thank you so <laughs> so much. It's really really appreciated. Like we're like we're not like you know podcasts are free. We're not doing this for fucking money or for fame yeah, or for anything like this that. This is for a bit of fun. It is, and I've I've really gone to podcasts the last number of years, and I just got the equipment. I just really wanted to start doing podcasts, as in like in a in a way we can get a nice good sound before I was doing it through my phone the last few episodes like the first like nine episodes was like just off the cuff me and on the phone and but yeah it's so I don't at the end of it I just really the next Joe Rogan over here it's no 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 Joe Rogan's here (laughs) no 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 I really you guys might not think so Dave might not think so but me I don't know maybe because I'm your girlfriend uh, yeah um, yeah and you're and you're five fucking fucking glasses of wine into so <laughs> no, that I'm that that could be another bottling, but mm, yeah you're a bottle you're bottling a bit in yeah so that could be another factor as well you're just <laughs> a little bit merry <laughs> i'm a little bit merry and i've got my little kitty cat sitting here asleep on me so oh we gizmo we gizmo so guys thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed this podcast we went down a lot of different avenues a lot of different things a lot of different uh topics a lot of paths. Yeah, a lot of different topics, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure uh, to have uh, Shelley on. As again, I said, she's been mentioned a number of times in this uh, in the BDP cast. So to have her on in person, to finally get chatting to her, to ha- hear her voice, and to hear her personality, <laughs> as you can hear, she's she's a bubbly girl, full of life, full of positive vibes, full of positive energy. I'm a very lucky man to have her in my life, and uh, it was it was just it so was nice. A pleasure to be on. It was it was a lovely, it was a really nice uh, podcast. I really enjoyed this. So, th- guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll chat to you very very soon. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. 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 Bye